fucking wrong. This is Buffalo Bill. Um, I was gonna say a story about the time I had sex with a girl who thought she had Zika when it was a big deal. She had this big book bite. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast, cause it's a very good podcast, oh yeah, 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 it's a funny, 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 funny show. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, I realize you're on mm. a bit of a time limit here. You want to get out of here, go home, watch the Oscars. Yeah. I never knew you were that into the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's your thing. It's my thing, you know. And uh, now that I'm now that I'm like living in kind of a cross between the hell dimension from Event Horizon and the junkyard from the Sandlot. From Sanford and Son or the Sandlot? Let's go with Sanford and Son. <laughs> let's go with Sanford and Son. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm doing that, uh, I think it's going to be the greatest Oscar party ever. Is this, so what is the thrown. deal here with this? Because every, you know, every, mm. whenever there's some kind of societal event going mm. on, I always, my little joke is, mm. so you're having a Super Bowl party, you're mm. having an Oscar party, just because I know you have no friends. Right. So I was like wondering, like, who would possibly attend your mm. party? But but do you actually have an Oscars party going on tonight? Because you seem for, for, like it's really legitimate. Yeah, n n n no. Okay, no. all right. And, when and you here, told me that, I was like, you've yeah. got to be kidding no, me. No, 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 because here's, and, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I I don't have, like, my own, much of my own steam anymore. If, if, if steam? It, much of my own steam, like, uh, used to like be. Like a drive to yeah, do Yeah, drive to like do that? things. Okay. I kind of need, I do things for other people. I thought steam was, like, some type of drug I hadn't heard of. <laughs> like some kind of thing i don't have much of my own yeah. steam i gotta i yeah. gotta go see uh you know riverside ronnie you know <laughs> picks him up up in the valley nazi steve uh so you do services for other people yes okay my life all right yeah like like when i go to work i go to work and i show up there because someone will give me a hard time if i don't right yeah my boss yeah. will give me a hard time if i don't Whereas like, and then like, you know, like last year, um, I was, you know, kind of casually seeing somebody and oh, just yeah, yeah. having a woman come into my apartment was like enough to just have my apartment like clean and in order. Yeah. You know? I'm, but I do remember that caused a lot of anxiety It did and, because you'd have to go and like yeah, clean yeah. your apartment and everything. Yeah. So what is the state of that? So if you had an Oscars party, would it be at the apartment? It would be a it would be a particular kind of party. <laughs> it would be like it would be like a removed from Craigslist party. Oh. 
<laughs> the Craigslist mods would just ban yeah, yeah. that one. <laughs> they oh, okay. remove it immediately. Uh, yeah, it's not. Because it's like I don't have. And, you know, normally, like, my friend Jarrett will come over a couple times a week and, you know, drink and bullshit and play video games or something. He's been gone, right? So I'm like Schrodinger's cat. Like, if I don't have anybody <laughs> to observe what the fuck is going on. I just fall into I fall into hell. Like it hasn't been this bad since before I went to rehab. I haven't been to your apartment in years. Yeah, but even when I was in your apartment, it was kind of gross. But not that. But not not unlivable. I think when you were there, it was it was not in a great spot. Yeah. But I mean, but not Mm. unlivable. Not anything Mm. like worse Mm. than I've I've seen from other people's uh, you know Mm. domiciles. But what? Why is it so bad now? Like what? What happened? Like is it like what makes it worse now than it was? You know, there was like one three months ago. There was some point where I was looking everywhere for something. The dead hooker. Yeah. That, <laughs> where is? This, I know I she's hear her somewhere. Heartbeat. <laughs> and yet I, you know, so I just tore everything, look through everything, all over the place, looking for something. I don't even remember what it was, and like, and then I just, it's been and that just, way. It's been that yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. And because it, it's like I don't have anybody. The only person I'm accountable for in that situation is me, and I'm not enough for me. Like, you know, like the job I have now, I got that because of like the hustling and shit I put out there from 2010 to 2015. Like, if I had to do something on my own steam like now, I couldn't, I don't think. Because it's, or unless I had somebody like busted my ass being like do stuff, or like if I have like a girlfriend generally, it's like. Well, that's a motivator. It's a motivator, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a civilizing motivator you know so but i'm just i'm just like in my you know the only other organism really in your apartment other than bacteria i imagine is the cat yeah she don't and the cat shit. she doesn't give a shit yeah yeah so, so it doesn't really matter yeah so hmm. it's it's uh this is a situation man it would be funny though if you did invite people over for the oscar mm. party like some of our mutual friends like lenore and just not clean your apartment at all yeah just have some like i don't know it was like an experiment yeah just so, like a thing a half-eaten thing of pringles right <laughs> <laughs> some diet soda yeah there you go let's watch the oscars i have diet mountain dew <laughs> and stoli mountain dew zero yeah yeah and stoli yeah. <laughs> um are you are, do you are you vested in this aren't you a big fan of the joker movie no do you want them to win do you want that one to win big picture honestly i i i, I enjoyed that movie i don't understand why it's nominated for best picture i don't get that like, either it was kind of just like okay this is like something we've seen a lot before a guy goes mad you yeah know? it's a, it's a guy's not, okay. descent into madness yeah i mean i enjoyed the movie I've i thought it was it before, cool but i yeah. wasn't like i wasn't um, blown away by it i didn't think it was like an oscar contender but then again look at the, the other movies. score is amazing i forget the one who i heard her shit recently she's like a crazy lunatic but she's a genius so that makes sense but like the movie but, itself is kind of what you know but like the irishman is another no, yeah, that's nominee like, that was real whatever i don't mind it but i mean yeah. i didn't think it was like an oscar no it's not movie i mean goodfellas is way better than that it's like old men driving to diners once upon a time in hollywood that might be that right. i enjoyed i actually I thought that was surprised good. I, to find i really enjoyed that movie i think uh tarantino's won oscars before hasn't he did he get an oscar for pulp fiction no not even like most Gump, original screenplay. Forrest Gump one. I think he did win best original screenplay, but not best picture. Yeah, oh, he lost out to Forrest Gump. Mm. Ugh, God, kill myself. 
Um, the the movie I think should mm. win. I doubt it will, but I think it should. Is Jojo Rabbit? I think that was the best movie that came out last year. Okay, but I bet you they give it to like either Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or that Korean movie, mm. which actually isn't that bad either. That, Wouldn't that, that be pretty best good. foreign film because it's in a foreign language? I right? Yeah, it's it's for best picture. But I don't know if it matters. I don't, matters know, I don't understand that. how these things yeah. work. You but know. anyway. Yeah. I don't really care about the Oscars. I find right. it really annoying that they block off half of Hollywood for that shit. It's it's kind of fun being in like the only city where like straight men care about the Oscars. Care about the Oscars, you know? yeah. <laughs> and actually, have even New Oscars York, it's kind of like, nah, they don't really, you know. But that's the thing here. The Oscars yeah. party is a thing here. Like, mm. if you're cool in LA, mm. you get invited to one of those. Obviously, I'm not cool. Right. But then again, I, don't, I think most people don't really want me at their party. Ever. I'm no Count of St. Germain. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, top, this segue. intro topic mm. is something Harrison's wanted to do for months now. That's right. And we, it's always one of those ones that we're That's like, oh, let's just do it next week. Or something comes up, but we just never end up doing it. And so this week, where I was talking to Harrison, I'm like, hey, you know, I got a couple ideas. And then you're like, let's do St. Germain. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's yeah. do St. Germain. That's right. And so I, you know, I actually didn't know much about this topic at all. The Count of Saint Germain. After reading into it, I have my own theories on who this person, this mythical creature, might be. Okay. Um, but it is kind of interesting. It is fascinating. No wonder uh, um, you're uh, you're so uh, eager to do this topic. Uh, you also have some video on the guy. I do. This guy Saint Germain. So mm -hmm. I guess my first question is: Did this guy actually exist? He did. He did. Yeah, he, he did. was a real person. He was a real person that definitely existed in the 18th century. So without without a doubt, it's been proven this Absol guy existed. Absolutely. All right. I stake my reputation on it. <laughs> that matters a lot. <laughs> yeah, that means a lot. So, um, okay, my second right. question. Yeah, is he a vampire? Um, that is that is arguable. All right. Yeah, that That's is up a for thing. debate. So, um. Mm -hmm. So this, this guy's an interesting guy. Uh, St. Germain, mm. the immortal count. He was an alchemist who they believe discovered the secret of eternal life. Yes. And uh, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But, I mean, it's interesting. You read about the guy. There's records dating his birth to the late 1600s. Mm -hmm. Although some people, even though this is, is arguable, says that uh, his longevity reaches back to the time of Christ. Yes. He has appeared many times throughout history. He's the, some people think he's the wandering Jew. Well, I've, I've heard that uh, yeah. when they trace his origin, they say his father mm. was a Portuguese Jew. Although I think they were doing that to disparage him. I, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that King Louis XV, who we hung out with a lot, apparently King Louis XV claims that he like appraised a diamond for him and like fixed it so it was worth like four times as much. Like oh. he did so they're like well only jews know how yeah, to the magic, praise jewels that's some jew magic if i've ever <laughs> yeah. heard any so um but this guy's appeared many times throughout history even as recently as the 1970s which is odd mm. he always appears to be about 45 years old never ages yep. and he was known by yeah many of the most famous figures of european history including casanova yes uh madame de pompadour voltaire king louis the 15th catherine the great and anton mesmer that's right. So, I mean, he's definitely a bit of a celebrity. This guy would probably have an awesome Oscar party. He definitely would. You know, I don't think yeah. we would be invited to it. Mm. 
Um, maybe you would. But uh, the, the question is, who is this man? Is, was he immortal? Is he a vampire? Is he a Highlander? I'm he not could sure. Be, yeah, could be could any be. of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what is his origin? Where, where is uh, the, uh, the, the Comte de Saint-Germain from originally? He's actually from Transylvania. That's what they said. The yeah. son of Francis Rakosi. Yeah. And, but for a long time, nobody knew um, where he was from. This is, this is my theory about the Count of Saint-Germain. Okay, because this is, this, is, this is a whole thing with this guy. He was, you know, involved in a lot of uh, European courts, you know? He oh, was, yeah, yeah. With he that. was holding court in the streets, you know what I mean? And uh, he, like, so he was with, with Louis XV. He was on, like, diplomatic missions for him. And he's like, yeah, we just, you know, he appraised a diamond for me. And now he's, uh, we bought him a, got him a suite. And he's uh, turning fucking shit into gold now. And I'm sure but he he'll was be... like a trusted diplomat. Yeah. Right? And an alchemist and whatever. There were a lot of guys around that time that were like that. Uh, two examples of which are Casanova. Rasputin? Casanova. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, later. Okay, no, yeah. And Cagliostro. Okay. And it's like, essentially, they were, they were kind of like, I don't know. They were kind of like the SoundCloud rappers of the 18th century. So like dandy elitist, fop, like a, yeah, the SoundCloud rappers, velveteen touch of a dandy fop. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's how I describe. Where the it's like they Germain. weren't really. They're like, oh yes, I'm an alchemist, and also I've composed this opera, and also here's my treatise like on Renaissance man, Rabelais. Yeah. yeah, so like, but and everyone was like very impressed, but really, they were just all about flexing that clout on the gram, fam. You know what I mean? Like that was their shit. Well, that was, they were exactly, like Takashi Six Nine. Like they were just all about the views, because it's like in the books, it's like the reason we know he's a real person is because so many people mention him in just letters and books, because he makes such an impression on people. And he he had this air of mystery where he's like, I never eat in front of other people. Mm, you know? Well, that that's another reason why I thought so, he was a vampire because he hmm. said that he he enjoyed dining. With people dining mm. with the aristocracy, dining with mm. Louis the Fifteenth, but he was rarely seen to eat food in public. He yes. subsisted, it was said, on the diet of oatmeal. That was it. Yeah, vampire. Come on. All porridge is oatmeal, but not all oatmeal is porridge. That's true. Discuss Bloody porridge. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he. But they mm. say he came from Transylvania. Transylvania. Um, <laughs> But the only thing, and that, that's no. the thing, they, they, there's a lot of dispute about, like, was he around the time of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, they said he, was, uh, he attended the wedding at Cana, where young Jesus turned water into wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, but the one thing that they unanimously mm. agree on is that he was accomplished in the art of alchemy. Yeah. And uh, through that, and this is kind of interesting, because I was, I was reading this here, it says that uh, the magical mm. power of alchemy that they used to turn base metals into gold or silver silver could be used in an elixir that would impart immortality on those who drank it. Yeah. And they say that the uh, Count of St. Germain the, found this elixir. The elixir of life, yeah. And that's what he'd been using for years and years. It's like a Dorian Gray type of thing. He's like a Dorian Gray kind of guy. Yeah. Of course, he did die in like, I don't know, 1799 um, or some, somewhere around then. 
but it's like people didn't he died at a friend's castle but then they're like now that you mention it i didn't actually see him die or be buried but there's no grave there's no grave yeah yeah so they... but that was when he admitted actually i'm prince Rakosi of transylvania that, because there was a lot of like where does he get his money from well no you one know? ever found like no one ever yeah. found the source of his wealth yeah that's right so it says that uh, he first came into high into prominence in the mm. high society of Europe in, in like 1742 mm. um, he had spent five years in the Shah of Persia's court where he had learned the jeweler's craft he beguiled the royals and the rich with his vast knowledge of science and history his musical ability, his easy charm, and his quick wit. So he was kind of one of those dandies about town. He was, and there's actually, I don't even remember what fucking page it's on, but there's a story in this book that's basically the same. Did you, have you ever seen the movie uh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the beginning where it's like, I made a wager with the Sultan that I could procure a bottle of Tokay from Catherine the Great. And if I could get it back to him in a day, then it, whatever. Like, that actually is in this book. Oh, that he actually... Yeah. Oh, it's based like, on Like, it's based... Yeah, like, Baron Munchausen is kind of based on some of the lore about this gentleman. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of St. Germain. Hmm. Uh, he spoke many languages, including French, German, Dutch, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, English. Familiar with Chinese, Latin, and Arabic. I mean, he was a very intelligent man. Because these guys would like, they'd be like, yeah, we're, we're doing this alchemy stuff. Like, look, I just turned your, you know, fucking, uh, you know, your coin into this gold nugget. And then it's like, before you know it, they're, this dude's like banging your wife and everybody else in court. <laughs> and then by the time he's supposed to have a deadline to actually show, show you some results, he's gone. But He's did, off to the next court. But weren't all alchemists charlatans? I mean, did they ever actually... I thought they disproved alchemy. Well, alchemy was just early science. Yeah, you I know? mean, it was basically... Yeah, but I mean, the, the... And also, there's some debate as to what, how much of alchemy was a spiritual thing rather than a chemical thing. That's another... But I mean, did they ever it. actually find any evidence that someone took lead and turned it into gold? I mean, I've seen some of Paracelsus's fucking uh, formulas. And one of them is like, look, you take a bunch of semen, you put it in a jar <laughs> with, with uh, you know, some horse blood and some dookie. And then you like bury it. And then you'll have a little fucking baby man that'll come out of there, homunculus, that'll like be like, hey, boss, what you want doing? And that guy will give you I've dice. tried it. <laughs> Didn't work. Is that when you try to make your tulpa? <clears throat> that was different. That, that was, was different. different. That was different. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, this guy, though, uh, mm. the, the Count of St. Germain here, he could play the violin like a virtuoso. Yes. He was an accomplished painter. Yeah. Whenever he traveled, he set up an elaborate laboratory for his alchemy work. He sure did. And they said that he could uh, fuse smaller diamonds into one massive larger one. Mm -hmm. She's done. Uh, he also could make pearls grow to incredible sizes yeah. using his alchemy. <laughs> yeah. And this is my favorite part about him. He loved jewels so much that he was completely bedazzled. Yeah. Like his whole outfits were just including yeah. his shoes. Mm. He's like Liberace. He's Liberace, yeah. Yeah. I, did well, people think that was weird? Well, that's why he made part of why he made such an impression. Because they're like, "Ooh, he's covered in jewels, and <laughs> he's all sparkly, eccentric fellow. He wears his breeches on. You know, he's got his dicky and his ascot. Oh my god! You know." <laughs> 
But now the mm-hmm. the weird thing about his, uh, I guess, his immortality, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stories mm-hmm. I came across like this one. You probably have this in the book, but mm-hmm. the Countess von Georgie mm-hmm. heard that Count St. Germain had arrived for a soiree at the home of Madame de Pompadour, who was the mm-hmm. mistress of King Louis XV. The elderly countess was curious because she said she had known a Count St. Germain in Venice in 1710, but this was the year 1760, mm-hmm. so it was 50 years ago. Mm. So upon meeting the Count again, she was astonished to see that he hadn't even a- appeared to age at all. Yeah. And so she said, did I know your father in Venice? Mm. So it wasn't you, it was your father. And he goes, no, madam. I myself was living in Venice at the end of the last and beginning of the century. And I had the honor to pay you court then. And she goes, but that's impossible. At the Count of St. Germain I knew in those days was at least 45 years old. And you are at that age right now. I feel like as a country, we just had this conversation about J-Lo a week ago or something. Didn't we? <laughs> it's yeah. impossible. It's impossible that she yeah. could look good at yeah. 50. I do love that, though, because mm. there's been all these articles in Slate <laughs> and Huff- Huffington Post where they've been like... Mm. Men are just realizing that women over mm. 40 can be mm. attractive. Mm. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, people are saying that. Maybe mm. she's immortal. Mm. I don't know. The, I have a, a description. I thought I'd do one of these at least. Do this thing. He looks about 50, is neither stout nor thin has a fine intellectual countenance, dresses mm, very simply, but with taste. He wears the finest diamonds on snuffbox, watch and buckles. Much of the mystery with which he is surrounded is owing to his princely liberality. It's actually liberal titty is how liberal it's spelled. Liberal titty, okay. Liberality, I think it's a, I think it's a typo actually. <laughs> So, yeah. He always dined alone and very simply. His wants were extremely few. It was impossible while at Anspach to persuade him to dine at the prince's table, I tell you. He spoke German, English, Italian, Portuguese, and Spanish. Um, yeah. So, apparently, he was like king shit. Yeah, no, this, yeah, this guy was like yeah. worldly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had like worked with the Shah That's right. in Persia. He yeah. spoke all these languages. You know, even mm. uh, the, the renowned 18th century philosopher Voltaire said, who is himself a respected man of science and reason, he said mm. of St. Germain that he's a man who never dies mm. and who knows everything. Yes. I know, that's Voltaire saying that. Yeah, and apparently like he, I don't know, he was like friends with everybody. You know, he did a bunch of shit with Mesmer, apparently. And that, that what's mysterious. weird about that, though, that wasn't mm. even until like 1780. Yeah. Like that was later on. Like when, or no, 1785 is mm. when he uh, knew uh, Anton Mesmer, who's the pioneer hypnotist. Yes. Uh, some claim that it was St. Germain who gave Mesmer the basic ideas for hypnotism. Could have been. That's right. But that would have been 1780. And like he would have been friends with uh, Louis fifteen seventeen forty, mm. so it's about forty five years. But he still looked at the the age of forty. Yes, that's kind of strange. That's right. Um, tell me about this. He's yeah. been linked to several secret societies, including the Rosicrucians, Freemasons. One of the Knights big things the about him is that he set 
he helped set up secret societies, right? So it's like, oh, he's involved in the, you know, proliferation of the Masons and the Illuminati and blahdy blah, blah, you know, the and the Rosicrucians yeah. and, you know. Um, they say that, I mean, there's a cult to this day that worships him. The there's summit cult of St. Germain? The Summit Lighthouse. Yeah. Hmm. I got some I got some fucking videos here for you, buddy. Does he ever right. show up at any of these events? Um, no, because he actually did ascend into like hell or something at some point um, <laughs> into heaven. Like he actually he did stuff, and then in, they believe that he like uh, like reincarnated or something as different people. Like, listen, this, this lady's her name is Elizabeth Claire Prophet. And she is, um, she founded this, with her husband, this thing called The Lighthouse, which was really big. It's less big now, um, but it used to be fucking huge. So um, it, it was Mark L. Prophet and Elizabeth Claire Prophet. Here she is uh, talking, about, talking about the man, why he's so amazing. Back in the days of Atlantis, St. Germain figures as a priest after the order of Melchizedek. He was tending the flame of freedom in an ancient temple. Word came to him from his teacher that the continent would sink. And he was told to travel from the continent by ship to go to Europe in what is now the area of Transylvania, in the Transylvanian foothills, to plant the flame of freedom. Transylvania was in Hungary and is now in Romania. St. Germain did this, and the placing of that flame of freedom there was the beginning of the house of Rakazi, the royal house of Hungary. According to Mr. That's some fucking, uh... Yeah, and then she goes on here, and th- this part's really fucking stupid. Appeared on Earth at key moments That's Leonard Nimoy. This is from an old documentary. Is he narrating it? Yeah. Christ, Joseph of Arimathea traveled by ship to the British Isles. Glastonbury, with baby. the cup used at the Last Supper. That cup became the spiritual force field for the Knights of the Round Table, the coming of Arthur. In that episode, St. Germain incarnated as Merlin, the magician. Again, the alchemist, again, the great prophet and seer, the spiritual power behind the throne. He gives the vision to Camelot. Yeah. And so that focus in England begins the opportunity for Saint Germain to bring the teachings of Christ to the new world. And so he incarnates as none other than Christopher Columbus. The master Saint Germain arrived at the new world at San Salvador, very near the ancient retreat of Atlantis, which had sunk when Atlantis went down 12,000 years earlier. Saint Germain then ascended and he went forth as the immortal very closely connected with the courts of Europe. A book has been yeah. written about him wow. based on the document. So, yeah, there you go. Do you think he's reincarnated now as Chris Angel? Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely is. One so, of the most and, and mages to ever exist. I mean, the, the craziest shit about that is um, that they actually have a video of them singing their ode to him. <laughs> they believe he's one of the ascended that. masters. No, it's fucking great. Oh. Um, hold on one second. Let me. Oh, here we go. Great. The Ode to Saint Germain. Yeah, the Ode it, to Saint Germain. Do they still exist right now? Here's the thing. They do. Uh, it's like summitlighthouse.org. They're in their heyday. They used to be based out of Pasadena, 
uh, in the 70s and 80s. And this is like them doing mass at the Pasadena location. Do they still the, have a location now? They do, but it's not in Pasadena oh. anymore. I don't know where it is. Here, here we go. This is the best thing you'll ever hear. To thee, our Savior, name. He's Lord of the Seventh Ray. It's like white people can't even clap. <laughs> I know, this is like uh, really like, going yeah. to the beat here. I mean, yeah. If you think about it, though, there's a video of this. It's just she. There's a whole crowd of people singing. She's just clapping like just this, trying to clap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of like Steve Martin in the beginning of the Jerk, yeah. when he's yeah. like <laughs> trying to keep yeah. the beat. Now the part, hold on, the, the part I want to skip to here. But I mean, dude, it sounds about as credible mm. as like the Judeo-Christian religion. Yeah, so. I mean, that's hey. true. Here, the hailing is great. Here we go. You got to have hailing. I wish you could see the video. Hail Hail I don't know who Hail Porsche, Porsche is. Oh, Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. Porsche stripper from uh, Yeah, she's <laughs> Yeah, she works at Deja Vu. An adult entertainer from Deja Vu. Yeah. So that's so that's that. So what and I it? first found out about this. I didn't know about that. Like I had read a lot about Count of Saint Germain. I didn't know about the modern shit about him until when I first moved here. I went on a date with this like hot industrial chick, who actually and she I, was into it. I couldn't even no. I, um, I couldn't even fake it with her because she was just like so boring. I just couldn't yeah. even. She was real cute, but I was just like, oh my god. But she said like her dad was in a cult that worshipped the Count of Saint Germain. I was like, what? <laughs> I lost my shit, and then I just made her tell me everything about it. But I don't. What I don't understand. Mm. What What is the end? Like, what are they waiting for? Like the. You know, like you know, a lot of uh, Christians are waiting for the. You know, the uh, the end of times and the Messiah. They're all, comes they're back. all waiting like, for the. Are they waiting for Saint Germain just to show up and be like, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" Yeah, he's going to show up. He's one of the ascended masters. I have a list here of their the ascended masters. Who are the other all ones? Right. With musical performances by El Moria. <laughs> Lord Lanto, Paul the Venetian, Serapis Bay, Ascended Master Hilarion, Lady Master Nada, Master Saint Germain, Maha Chohan, Will Yachty, and Meek Mills. Ah, have you yeah. ever seen uh, the Venetian on the theremin? He's great, Paul <laughs> wow, the Venetian. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah, so, that's, uh, so, th so these are all the ascendants of the cult. Yeah, they're the ascended masters. So at some point he like went up into fucking, and now he's, you know. And now they just worship him. Yeah, but, they worship uh, But him. they worship him as like a disciple of Christ. So. Yeah, as like a, I so don't it's know, not like demigod or something. Okay, or like, yeah. a, like they still believe in Jesus, but they also like, I don't know, Portia is somebody, I don't know who that is. The I goddess of freedom, whoever that is. They're, they like freedom. I don't. It's it's it probably hasn't been updated because I don't know if they were like aware of all the like wanna... fucking raping and murdering Christopher Columbus <laughs> did, but you know, hey, 
Yeah, I want to know if uh, this cult's still around. Like, I kind of want to see is. if we can find them. SummitLighthouse.org. Do they, the like, have regular meetings? They do. We yeah. should go to this. Well, it's not here. It's, oh. like, in It's fucking, not even in California? No, not anymore. You'd think this would be something that'd be popular in California. It was. It, it, yeah. was, it was in Pasadena, man. God, we missed all the good cults. We did. We, we really, really did. did. Yeah. Really did. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, there's other modern versions of this dude, right? There's... Well, that's the thing. There's a couple. Mm, yeah. yeah. Did you get Major Frazier? That one I didn't get. <laughs> this guy. This the is my favorite that? one. Yeah. Well, you, there were so there were there were several reincarnations yeah. of Saint Germain. Yes. And as uh, I think in the first clip that you played too, mm -hmm. they were touching on how. So not only was he kind of like this dandy fop among you know who the hung theosophists on, were into him. And like Madame Blavatsky, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he was very prominent in high society throughout Europe, but he also became like a trusted diplomat of King Louis XV. Um, he performed a similar function at The Hague, yeah. where that's where he met uh, Casanova. He then in uh, 1762, he traveled to Russia, where he was complicit in a conspiracy that placed Catherine the Great on the throne. Mm. I mean, he was involved with all these political maneuverings. Roxy you know, Music Casanova. That would have been a good song of the week. That, that would have mm, been pretty good. Yeah. Maybe we should. Mm. Um, but then in uh, 1779, he went to Hamburg, Germany, where he befriended the Prince Charles of Hesse Castle. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, this guy went around the town, mm -hmm. you know, and he'd be continued to be seen throughout the 19th century and the 20th century. And that's the thing. And uh, I think it was, uh, what they say, after 1821, St. Germain may have taken on another identity. In his memoirs, um, Albert Van Dam, he mm. wrote of meeting a man who bore a striking resemblance to Count St. Germain who went by the name of Major Frazier. Mm. And he said he called himself Major Frazier, lived alone, never alluded to family. He was lavish with money, though the source of his fortune was a mystery. He possessed a, a marvelous knowledge of all the countries of Europe, spoke many different languages, um, and they say that he could hear the blues of Colin toss salad and scrambled eggs. He could. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so, what he could do. That's what they said about Major, Major Frazier. Major Frazier. Yeah. And then he got a show. When, when that show was only what? Like in the 80s? 90s? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. this guy is immortal. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the Theosophical Society, mm -hmm. uh, including mystic Helena Blavatsky, yeah. claimed he was still alive. And. Uh, did you hear about Jacques Saint Germain? Who's Jacques? Saint -Germain? He was uh, what they guy. called in uh, in New Orleans Vampire Jack. Who was Vampire Jack? A guy who was there in 1902. One of those famous houses in the French Quarter is on one of the stupid tours. He supposedly lived there. It was a nobleman who was haunted li living there. And I don't know if it's haunted, but there was a prostitute fell out of the second story balcony with like her neck all fucked up. And she ran to the police and she's like, this guy attacked me. And, and so they went up there and they're like, sorry to bother you, sir. But this, uh, you know, hussy says that uh, she <laughs> fell out of your second story window. And um, it's like, well, you know, it's really late. We'll come back tomorrow and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll clear this out for you. And when they came back the next day, he was like gonzo. And he was just, he totally yeah. left. And they went into the apartment and found like bottles of blood, apparently. Wow, Jacques Saint Germain. Bottles of blood and female ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not urine. Uh, yeah. It's a portion of blood. Female and, prostate uh, <laughs> gland, apparently. That's the thing. Yeah, we were so. talking about that on the Patreon. Mm. Um, the most recent appearance of a man claiming to be Saint Germain, because that was in mm. early 1900s, right? Yeah, 1902. 1972 in mm. Paris, 
A man named Richard Chanfrey announced he was a legendary count. Yes. He appeared on French television proving his claim. Um, he apparently turned lead into gold on a camp stove <laughs> before the cameras. I tried to pull up some of that shit, but it's all in I French. Can, I can so, find it, though. Yeah, and, and here, okay, here, but here's the fun thing. He put out some records, okay? Uh, this guy? Yeah. Richard Chanfrey? And he looks like MacGyver. Like, he looks like he's got the... But, okay, so this is something that the Count of St. Germain wrote, apparently, when in the 18th century, right? This is a sonata he wrote. We still have some music he wrote back in the day, okay? And here's what he wrote in the 70s and recorded as Richard Chanfrey St. Germain. Not that bad. It's all right. It's kind of like a cheesy Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so on. You know, I think it, I think yeah. the only reason why it sounds good is because it's in French. Yeah. If that was in I, English, yeah. it'd be air supply. It would be like the junk shop glam thing I listen to and throw into the garbage. Now, Chamfrey so. later committed suicide, though, in 1983. That's right. So, who mm. knows? You know, my mm. theory is, I think, uh, if he's not a vampire, which he might not be, mm. he might be Russell Brand. You think? <laughs> you I, think I, so? I, I, I 100% believe that. I 100% believe that. I think Russell Brand yeah. might be the Count of St. Germain. Ooh, he, <laughs> he always seems to lose the top buttons of his dressing gown shirt. If he hasn't, he could play him in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Have, have there been any movies about this guy? Oh, yeah. There's been... He's... I, actually, I don't know if there's been movies about him, but he showed up in a lot of, like, shitty novels and graphic novels and stuff, you know? I can see that. Because he's like, you know, if he's, he's writing a shitty vampire novel, it'd, he practically begs to show up in it. Do you think he was upset that he was never one of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Because he's quite extraordinary. Yeah, I'm sure. I, probably. <laughs> I mean, I think that's, that, that argues for the fact that he's not still on this earth. Oh, yeah. Because he probably be. would have slit Alan Moore's throat. Yeah. You know? Snubbed by Alan Moore. So. People, this is episode 725 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, we have some news stories coming up next, some phone calls a little later in the show. Uh, but first, let's play this uh, Patreon ad. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here has to do with a Kansas woman who's convicted of decapitating her ex's mother. Oh my. Yeah. Hmm. She blamed conversational hypnosis. Hmm. 
What exactly is that? What hypnosis? Conversational hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like in the course of a conversation. She became you know. hypnotized and went and killed some old lady. I was actually like kind of read not reading the right. I was kind of like dressing down my somatic therapist recently because hmm. I felt like she wasn't uh, assertive enough because she's like from the West Coast. So she's like, now, what are you feeling right now? Is it good, neutral or or bad? And it's like, what do you see? What do you? And I'm like, you got to like push me, lady. Like you got to, you know, you got to do something. Like if this was yeah, Boston, yeah. she'd be like picture a tree you fucking cocksucker you know like <laughs> i feel like she's not you know she's got to be she, more she, are you saying she's just too easy going she's too conversational she's with too, her oh, hypnosis okay all point. right that's probably what it is bringing it back well this woman uh says i feel like mm. i may have been a victim of covert conversational hypnosis mm. that's what she wrote in a letter to the judge that doesn't speak very highly about her you know, <laughs> covert conversational. Yeah. Hypnosis. Like I overheard the guy on stage getting hypnotized into a chicken, <laughs> you know, and now I'm laying eggs on the street. I mean, I guess that's so, how it works. Yeah. I'm not sure. Hmm. It is kind of a weird thing to try Secondhand to like. Secondhand hypnosis. It's just a weird thing to appeal to a judge being like, it's not my yeah. fault. It was the, uh, you know, conversational hypnosis that yes. led me to it. So sorry. Mm. Um, Wichita, Kansas, Rachel Hilliard. She was convicted on Thursday mm. on a charge of first-degree premeditated murder for the killing of Mickey Davis at her home three years ago. Mm. Mickey Davis was the mother of the woman's former uh, boyfriend. Mm. So she just killed her ex's mother, which a lot of women probably would enjoy doing that. Yeah, it's kind sure. of wish fulfillment, you know, mm. for a lot of people. Um, the, uh, the county DA here, Mark Bennett, said that Hilliard killed Davis without any provocation just completely out of nowhere. Hmm. It's a very shocking crime. Hilliard now faces a mandatory life sentence, but she'll be eligible for parole in 50 years. She'll be like in her 80s. So Wichita police, here's what happened. They first responded to the scene April 9, 2017, after Davis's nine-year-old grandson called 911. He told operators that his father's ex-girlfriend was hurting his grandmother and was trying to kill him. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the grandson said that uh, he and his grandmother had come to Hilliard's home to retrieve some of his father's belongings uh, that I guess he had left behind, and that's when she was that's when she was attacked um, by the uh, by the ex girlfriend. Now this is kind of funny because mm. it made me think of this guy was so scared of his psycho ex girlfriend that he mm. sent his mom to go pick up his shit. Wow. Like, could you imagine that? I would either, That's A, whack. not even give a shit, just be like, keep it. Because I've done that with girlfriends, sure. too, where it's like, I don't really yeah. care. Because sometimes they'll, like, yeah. hold that stuff, and then six months later, send you a text message, be like, are you going to come pick up your stuff? Because yeah. that's a way to, like, interact with you. You know what? Speaking of, I noticed recently that uh, they're on my one of my windows in the front of my car, uh, this passenger side window, there's a... Um, square somebody like keyed a square, keyed into, a square the window. into the window yeah and I was like god damn it why would somebody do that and then I realized it was from the inside of the window Wait, who did it from the I inside that's even weirder that means one of your like, passengers did it yeah it wasn't while I was driving well, how would it have happened well, I don't know the only thing I think is, I mean I used to have an ex who like would pick the lock on my apartment and break it in my apartment it's um, a really weird thing to do. But it's weird because it's like, she, I didn't, the only reason I even noticed it is because I was giving somebody a ride and they pointed it out to me. 
I mean, how faint is it? Is it just like it's a full square? If you square? look, you could see it, but it's like if you're just, you might, you know, I don't know. I don't notice stuff. I'm not that observant. It's also weird that she did that instead of just like being like Harrison is an asshole. Right. That would be more know? likely because it, she, she, that would seriously be overestimating, overestimating my ability to pay attention to things or care about things. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I guess I just have never been in a relationship where I was that fearful of the woman mm. that I didn't even want to go over there or I sent my mother to go over there and pick up my shit. Mm. But this this woman, though, this is in like Wichita, Kansas. She's like one of those tough country grandmas. Mm. You, know, you know the type I'm, I'm talking about? Like they, she drives a truck. Yeah. She uh, probably smokes like fucking menthols. Mm. And drinks black velvet, whatever. I mean, it's a tough country grandma. She, so she's she like, refers to Vietnam as the rumble in the jungle, probably. <laughs> you know. But she's like, yeah. "I'll go pick up your shit. Come on, yeah. come on, kid." And she grabs her grandson. We'll go yeah. over there. Yeah. And so she goes over there to pick up her kids. And uh, next thing you know, what happens here? She was mm. attacked out of nowhere. Mm. Um, Hilliard pushed the grandmother to the ground and just began beating her up. The grandma looks at the nine-year-old and says, help. The nine-year-old kid runs to the truck, locks himself in the truck, starts calling 911. Mm. Hilliard followed, was trying to open the truck door, and kept asking the boy who he was calling. He told her 911, and so she then went back into the house. She got a black-handled steak knife out of the kitchen drawer, walked into the garage where Davis was lying, and then she shut the garage door. And so the kid, the kid freaked out, Ran out of the truck, ran down the street calling 911. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, it was at that point she started, like, stabbing the woman. Mm. Um, she started cutting her, cutting like, decapitating, cutting her neck. The first steak knife broke. And so then she ended up going into the kitchen getting a second steak knife. And, uh, yeah, she uh, severed Davis's head and left it in the kitchen sink when the decapitation was complete. Hmm. And when the, uh, when the officers actually arrived at the house, they looked into the home's garage, and uh, at first they took Davis's body for a hmm. mannequin, or like some type of Halloween decoration, because uh, she was just sitting there, a headless hmm. body with just pools of blood and two knives found by her body. Oh my. Yeah. Hmm. Um, they discovered Hilliard in one of the bedrooms just coated in blood. And she kept rambling on about deja vu and hearing voices in her head. Hmm. Yeah. Um, she, was, uh, she was declared unfit to, to, uh, to stand trial in January 2018. And uh, forensic evaluators kept, uh, kept, uh, her, kept her at the state psychiatric facility for treatment. At times during the trial, she characterized the killing of her former boyfriend's mother as an overreaction. But on other occasions... She said she had to do it because she had to decapitate Davis to free her soul so it could reach heaven. Hmm. Uh, she also wrote, this is kind of weird because I didn't know you could do this. She wrote several long, paranoid, incoherent letters to the judge overseeing her case. Uh, she kept insisting that this whole thing was due to a botched exorcism. Hmm. That's what drove her to kill Davis. She said three days prior to the murder, two individuals were in her home conducting what she's been told was an exorcism. This is the second time they've been to the house. I'm not sure which entity deals with negligent, illegal exorcisms, but I can assure you one was conducted. I don't know. Can you What's do that? What's a legal exorcism? I don't know. You know? I mean, I don't know. If what it, the fuck? Is it just like, what do you do one without a license? Yeah. You're not a, you're not a priest? 
But what I don't get about this, can you send letters to the judge? Yeah. That's normal? Yeah. I never knew that. Uh Uh-huh. So when your case is being tried, you could just bombard him with letters. Being like, I'm innocent, you know? Oh, when it's your case. Yeah, that's what she kept saying. Oh, that's just going to annoy the judge. Yeah, this this definitely annoyed this guy. When other people send letters to the judge, it can help you. That's, uh, well, yeah, yeah, you, when you have other you know, people doing it, yeah. but she's doing it herself. Yeah, it's like, not a good idea. Using Any all, lawyer would be like, yeah, don't do that. Mm. <laughs> using all capital mm. letters, she referenced haunted houses, mm. aliens, methamphetamine, mm. and claimed she'd been put under mm. a trance-like spell. She even mm. doodled crucifixes and spiritual mm. ideas in the letters she sent to him. Mm. So this guy must have been like, wow, she mm. is she is cuckoo. Mm. Cuckoo bananas over here. Mm. Um, testimony that was given during the trial indicated that Davis may have been unconscious but was still alive when she decapitated the woman. Hmm. Uh, the coroner ruled her cause of death to be sharp force injuries to the neck. Uh, the uh, DA, Mark Bennett, said um, he told jurors that Hilliard attacked hmm. Davis without provocation and then took steps to make sure no one would see the decapitation, including hmm. closing the garage, locking the doors, and drawing the window shades hmm. of the home. He said she then broke one knife, went back, and got another. Hmm. He said, so how can you tell me that there's no premeditation here? Hmm. Her defense attorney, who's feckless if you think about it, I don't even know what you could do in this situation. He said he thought that uh, she knew, or she, she was thinking that Davis was already dead when she actually severed her head, and that this whole thing is all due to bad decisions and horrible consequences. So for that reason, you gotta you gotta quit. Yeah, it would work for Trump. If it was Trump, if he like if Trump went and decapitated Pelosi, yeah, it was like it was a bad exorcism. I think Republicans, Mitch McConnell, would be like, well, I don't think we have enough evidence here. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, she's scheduled to uh, be sentenced end of March, and she'll be in her late eighties by the time she's eligible for parole. I doubt she's uh, going to ever be paroled. You don't think so? I don't know. You think so? She didn't kill the child. That's something. Yeah, but she decapitated the grandma. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. God. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen with that kid. Something. He's gonna turn into the tick. You think so? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> what do you have here for sure, the second story? Oh, I got a story. Have I got a story for you? All right. My God. Okay. Um a Florida man confessed to killing his ex's 95-year-old lover and called it a life goal. Yeah, this is a confusing story. It's crazy town. It's, it's so crazy mm. town that it's kind of hard to even... You know, I trust you'll probably do a good job with it, but it's bet, a tough one. I bet he follows the Ascended Masters. <laughs> I think this guy might be St. Germain. Yeah. Maybe he thought he was killing St. Germain. I don't know. You know, they actually have a show that they developed, and I think it's coming out soon, called Florida Man. Florida Man? Yeah. Not surprised. Where they Great. profile different crimes of uh, Florida Man. Another true crime show. Yeah. God. Fuck is it like reality you. television or is it supposed to be like with a comedic bent? I don't know. God. I don't know. We won't know yet. Oh, well. Um, Pat Oswalt involved? I'm sure he is. <laughs> no, he only gets involved with things I like, so I can't watch them. That's his thing. That's his MO. Um, 
It's a bucket of food. <laughs> All right. A Florida man who allegedly claimed to have stalked a 95-year-old author for a quarter of a century in retaliation for a book the man supposedly wrote is accused of breaking into a beachside community's uh, home and fatally smothering the bedridden man. Yeah, this guy like broke mm-hmm. into a nursing home yeah. and smothered a 95-year-old guy. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. William Hawkins, 47, he was charged with first-degree murder and the killing of Robert Morell. Uh, he allegedly bragged that the murder was his life goal. <laughs> his life goal. I, I bet he got some Graham clout for that. Oh, ride Hasht- that rocket, man. Hashtag life goals, you know. Everybody needs goals. Yeah. So uh, police were called to the nursing home uh, in St. Lucie, Florida, after staff reported a possible murder. Um they said a nearly bald man with a scruffy beard entered Morell's room uh, and they found the assailant in the room on Morell's chest covering his mouth with a pillow. He, he fled the room casually, air quotes there, walked down a hallway and exited the facility through a fire exit. I like how they say he's nearly bald. Was he have a comb over or something? Like, was he nearly bald? <laughs> You're either bald or you're not bald. Like Charlie Brown. Yeah, like there's a couple wisps yeah, yeah. in there. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. Um, and an insulin-filled syringe was found on the floor near um, Morel's bed. All right. So, so he was like, just in case the smothering doesn't work out, I'm going to cover all <laughs> my bases some insulin, here. insulin, yeah. yeah. You'd so, think you'd try that first. You got to do it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, why not? So uh, Morel, who was residing at the care home, uh, required a feeding tube after his esophagus collapsed, and uh, see that's ma- what happens when you're 95. Yeah, don't want to. Like, shit just like times out. Yeah, it's like you don't want to even live that long, unless you're a velveteen dandy fop. <laughs> yeah, if you're you a velveteen know? dandy fop immortal, then you can do it. You can just yeah, you can just kind of you know live on your own sort of haughtiness. You could just survive, you know. On your own eccentric haughtiness. Look at Russell Brand. He's 362 years old. He is. That's right. Um, Yeah, so uh, he he also was suffering from Alzheimer's. So everything was So the old guy's like got his his esophagus collapses. Mm -hmm. He's got dementia and Alzheimer's. And now this guy's like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. He's 95. Like... Just what, let how time patient can you be? <laughs> I know. You know? It's like, Jesus, how much time does this guy have it's left? Like, like, I'll just a couple wait. months? Looking at his fucking Apple Watch. Yeah, and he's like, fuck God. it. I'm going <laughs> to... Impatient. I'm going to rush this along here. This is the type of guy yeah. that when you're like sitting at the, at the mm. fucking traffic light and it's like it turns green, if you don't mm. immediately start going, he's honking. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I know these fuckers. They, they make me nuts. Um, yeah, so uh, he was unable to be revived, though, by the staff. But, like, come on. But come on, why? Don't be revived. I do him a favor. You know? I would be, if he did, Jesus if I was Christ. revived, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. Get fucking the cat and Dr. Sleep, you know, the show <laughs> yeah, up at that you know, point. Come My on. God. Come what are you on. Doing? Um, so, Detective uh, soon matched the description to Hawkins who is on the visiting list. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just wear a disguise or something, you know? So, uh, Morel's girlfriend, he's a, girl, he's a girlfriend. He's 95, <laughs> he's got a girlfriend. Wow, that guy's yeah. got a girlfriend, 95. I don't even have a girlfriend. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. 
uh, Angeline Bostello had previously called to request Hawkins be removed from the visiting list. So she said, don't, t- don't let him visit. But they don't give a shit because they make like $11 an hour. Right? I don't understand. Why, why does this guy want to mm. visit this woman's boyfriend? Well. I mean, he's 95. Yeah. It's like, would you at that point just be like, all right, I'm, this is, he's going to die in a couple of years. Mm. Like, I, I don't have any competition here. I think this guy's a few diamonds short of a studded snuff box, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right? Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, they learned that Bastello had previously been in an open relationship with both men. Ooh. Yeah. So, poly. this is like a poly thing it's going on It's a poly thing. Wow. That's right. All right. Um, but claimed to have stopped seeing Hawkins months earlier. How old is this woman? Does it say? It doesn't say. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I, this is some kind of like, this is like a Golden Girls B plot that never happened. Yeah, I know. know. It sounds like Blanche. Yeah. He's dating this guy in his nineties <laughs> and then she meets some young guy at Ralph's. Yeah. And like, you know, at the supermarket mm. next thing you know, they date for a couple months and he murders the 95 year old man. Oh, Dorothy, can you believe what happened? <laughs> Rose, you're an idiot. Um, have, have yeah. you seen the, uh, the meme that was going around of like. Blanche at 50 versus J-Lo at 50. They've been doing this I haven't comparison. seen that, although I, yeah. <laughs> it was a different... now looks Yeah, like. it's weird because it's like, especially like in the 70s and stuff, when you look at people who are like 40. They it's look like they look older, like. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked about this on the show before. The fucking RoboCop. Watch RoboCop. It's like the gang of youthful misfits. They're like fucking ancient. They do. They look, <laughs> but it's like they're 30. Is and, it because they didn't have Botox back then? I don't know what it is. I think it's like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just remember with Golden Girls, mm. my parent, my, like my mom loved that show. Yeah. But I remember watching it, even being a kid, I was always mm. like, just kind of puzzled by the fact like, who is fucking that old lady? Like she's like fucking Which one? Blanche. Oh, okay. I thought, like, meant, I thought you meant, I thought you meant, um... Sophia. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't, no one was I don't fucking think she Sophia. Was fucking but Sophia used to yeah. make like, you know, yeah. slut shame Blanche she because she'd be like, her, so, yeah. I, I was so puzzled. I'm like, who the fuck is fucking Blanche? Old guys. I guess old guys yeah, might yeah. have been. Of course. God. Old people like to fuck. Yeah, know? I suppose. But yeah. she was like such a slut. I don't she, mean yeah, to slut was. shame. Yeah. But she was like hooking up with, di- like sometimes some it, shows, man. two guys in one show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she did it. Remember, St- remember uh, Stanley? Is that Mr. Roper? That was like B. Arthur's. Oh, on and off. B. oh yeah, 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 that old yeah. guy that was like B. Arthur's. Yeah. Uh... Do you remember when she sang Mr. Sandman? B. Arthur. Yeah. No. And she did the she did the part where the Sandman goes yes. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't turned on by that. I was. That surprised. Yeah. Um, so, nah, 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 nah. yeah. So she'd been in an open relationship with them. She stopped seeing him months earlier. Uh, she knew Morel for approximately 15 years, so she met him at the tender age of 80. Um, <laughs> that the pair had a living arrangement, but that she turned him down when he proposed. Well, she's like, I don't want to be married to Mumra. Also, yeah, and I think, I think also, like, his knee turned to dust when he got on one knee. <laughs> so that didn't go well. Does Viagra even work at that age? I don't know. Or does it even matter? I think it could kill you at that age. 
at 95. It fucks with your blood pressure. I guess the only reason mm. you'd ever want to get married at that mm. point, if it was like an Anna Nicole Smith thing, you know, that guy was like worth millions and millions. Well, this might be an older, older lady too. Oh yeah, I guess I she know. could be. Yeah. Who knows, you know? Um, they don't say her age because it's not polite to discuss a lady's age. Yeah, that's right? improper. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't see the count doing it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> So, Bostello told authorities she asked the care home to axe Hawkins's visiting pr- privileges over wow. a gut feeling. A gut feeling he's yeah. going to harm the old man. Yeah. So, let me axe you something. You got to axe his privileges. Uh, so, yeah, she thought he was going to off him. Uh, Hawkins, she said, had openly spoken of killing her partner a day before Morel's death. <laughs> God, why was he so jealous of this guy? This guy's 95 years old. He's in a fucking nursing home. He has no esophagus. Yeah, he has no esophagus. Yeah. It's like, what, is, what kind of threat what does do he pose even... to you? Yeah, I, my God. It's crazy. So, um, I wonder if the old lady was constantly comparing you know, uh, Hawkins to the old man. It was like, well, blah, blah, blah is this much better in the sack, and yeah. blah, blah, blah is like this much more money. Yeah. You know, and then eventually he just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I don't know, he snapped or something. That might be it. There is nothing worse than that. No. Um, She alleged Hawkins broke into Bustello's condo and proposed killing Morel using a syringe loaded with insulin. That was for her diabetic cat. Oh, Mm. wow. God, that's nefarious. He was just using what he had. I don't get How would that kill somebody? It could kill somebody. If you inject a lot of insulin? Yeah, like it, it... that's for like the, I don't know how diabetes works, all right. But I I had a diabetic cat for a while, and I'd have to inject it like twice a day with insulin. Yeah, but if you injected yourself with that, would it have killed you? It might, because the reason you have to inject fucking a cat or whatever is because it can't make insulin or something like that. So yeah, it you, needs it. You know what? If P- you have it, it's gonna fucking send you into some kind of shock or some shit. My friend P Town, yeah, has been on the show before. His wife has had this cat for 23 years. It just turned 23. Pat hates a cat. Mm. He hates this cat. Yeah. Cat just died yesterday. Oh, man. But for the past, like, six years, maybe five mm. years, it's been diabetic. So they've mm. had to, like, you know, give yeah. it insulin shots. And it's like, and it has to be on, like, some kind of dialysis mm. thing. And it's just been going along, but just finally died. What's I was going to take him out for a shot. Once, yeah, once it became diabetic, I changed his name to William S. Perros. <laughs> but it actually wasn't my cat. I just took care of it for like a year and a half. It's a good name for a cat. It is good. Perros. Yeah. So, yeah, Hawkins uh, then indicated to Angeline that she should inject the insulin into the victim's feeding tube in order to kill him. God, this guy's fucking dumb. Yeah, I don't get why what he What the would... fuck is wrong with this guy? And he's making it so yeah. obvious, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's like good luck finding a vein on a fucking 95-year-old mummy. But the feeding tube. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and feeding tube, like, get the fuck out of here. Just put some cake in there or some shit. Uh, yeah, so the woman told law enforcement she rejected the plan <laughs> and later called <laughs> Tiffany Hall staff to warn them. And they made sure but they were the too busy home. not making any money and getting stone in the parking lot to care, right? Which is what Probably happens in a lot of these because, uh, nursing you know, homes. Please. It's a thankless job. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. She should have called the cops. Bastello also claimed Hawkins appeared to be high on crack, quote unquote. 
God, this guy was smoking I'm crack, on crack. too. <laughs> I see crack people. Um, How would you know he's high on crack and not high on like meth or something? Or that's a good point. Flocka. She might have just been like general, like bath salts. Yeah, like like when my mom didn't know about he's drugs. He's high on that crack. Are you high, Harrison? Are you high on the crack? You know. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So he uh, stole her Cadillac, and that's like Took that's a, a status symbol yeah, for yeah. old people down there. Uh, and burglarized her apartment in the days leading up to Morell's death. Her Cadillac was finally recovered after the murder uh, from a St. Lucie canal where it was abandoned and partially submerged. <laughs> what, he wrote it? He, he, he drove it into a canal? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's going out. Yeah. You know, no, like he's just, just, yeah, he's going out with style. So Some good crack. Yeah. Um, so they discovered Hawkins roughly half a mile away sleeping on a couch in a shed. <laughs> Wait, he, he killed the old man, escaped the ho- the nursing home, and then like went crashed, to like crashed in a shed on a couch? Crashed the car into a canal, and then a half a mile away was uh, on a, sleeping on a couch in a shed. To be fair, the shed did belong to his aunt. God, man, he must have been wasted. That's a yeah. hell of a bender. Yeah. Could you imagine blacking out and then waking up on a couch in a shed? Yeah. And just being like, oh, why am I all wet? You know, it get, that would be weird. I mean, yeah. I've blacked out before, but I've never had anything like this happen. I mean, I've, woke up, I woke, I've woken up on some weird couches. Oh, yeah. I yeah. will say that. Yeah, me too. So, um, yeah, so he allegedly admitted to borrowing the car without his girlfriend's permission or stealing it uh, and claimed the Cadillac borrowing he claimed the Cadillac rolled into the pond while he was urinating outside the vehicle <laughs> oh damn it I forgot to put it in park <laughs> what a f- oh my god so yeah uh, he told police if Angeline uh, said I stole the car then I probably did <laughs> police say Hawkins also admitted to breaking into the shed it was his aunt he broke into his aunt's shed wait and admitted it's his aunt's shed and yeah. that's okay and he that's broke in alright and admitted to it uh, he was arrested and booked on burglary criminal mischief trespassing and a bunch of other shit god he's a menace yeah hasn't been charged with murder yet but it's happening um, visitor log said that he visited Burrell five times since uh, the fall did he try to kill him like five times, like I don't four know. times, and the fifth time he ended up doing it? No, I think it? he just like watched Matlock with him or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. Would you? Would that be just terrible? It's like mm. your your girlfriend's new boyfriend, new mm. lovers, just coming to see me while I'm completely incapacitated with a bro, like a crushed esophagus. Mm. I'm bedridden, and here's this guy being like, "Yeah, so I've been fucking your girlfriend, by the way. Mm. It's great." Yeah, I, that, I mean that's a fate worse than death. So the the some of the most vital evidence against him um, is coming from his own sister, Shannon Hawkins. Uh, she said she suspected Morell's killing was perpetrated by her brother, and said the murder had to do with money. She said that father her, their father died, and her brother was promised her and her brother were promised a large inheritance they never received. Hmm. So um, she said that she could extract a con- admission from him that he would tell her anything. So she went in and met with him and recorded it. I know, right? Wow. Um, she actually wore a wire. Yep. Man. 
So Hawkins allegedly admitted he first thought about using a cocktail to poison Morel, but settled on smothering, whatever that means. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I did it, he said. He was fucking fighting me. I made a mess. He allegedly boasted of the murder, claiming it was a feat 25 years in the making. Wow. Yeah, so he said he cryptically explained his murderous obsession with Morel began when he was in college. He's got an origin story here. When he was in college, and then he was pissed off over a book Morel wrote about him. And he said the book ruined his life. This is like uh, David, uh, John David Chapman with uh, Mark fucking, David Chapman. Mark David yeah, Chapman. Yeah. Mark David Chapman and Catcher in the Rye. It's yeah. the same kind of deal. Yeah. It's like this, this guy. I wonder what the book was. Did you? Did they have what, what the book was. That he well, said? he's like he was an author. He, I looked it up. You can't find anything. There's yeah, but no, I mean, the guy probably just wrote a book, and this dude he just may have not even written a, a character. Oh, he, he may not, not even, even written a book. Was he even an author? This old man. I couldn't find any evidence <laughs> of him being an author. I looked. I checked. All right. Yeah. So he said that he he had only dated Bastella to get close to Morel. Wow. Yeah. He's the reason why I am what I am. He's the reason why my life's messed up. Okay. He's the reason I keep getting fucked over. So I took care of it myself. They should make a Joker movie about this guy. I, I was just thinking about this. Yeah. This is a better origin story better. than the Joker. This is way better. Like this, yeah. I would give this an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So uh, Oxygen.com was also unable to verify if such a book existed or this guy was an author. Um, so nonetheless, police say Hawkins admitted to stalking Morell. Uh, while he was confined in the home, bragging he knew every inch of the facility. He, yeah. ultimate cho- he ultimately chalked the killing up to an achievement of a lifetime. Achievement of a lifetime. Achievement unlocked. Yeah. He killed a 95-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I accomplished my life goal, okay? Whatever happens to me after, that's fine. In perhaps the most startling admission, Hawkins allegedly equated the slaying to ascending the summit of Mount Everest. <laughs> Wait, smothering <laughs> a 95-year-old man with a pillow yes. is akin to ascending Mount Everest. That's correct. God. Let's say uh, in your life you wanted to cl- climb Mount Everest, okay? In all your life, you trained and trained and trained to climb Mount Everest, okay? All right? And finally, you climbed it all your life, finally, you made it to the top. When you made it to the top, how would you feel? <laughs> I fucking busted my nut, I did. <laughs> That's a quote? That's a quote. Wow. And the okay. laugh. The all laughter. Right. It's all a quote. Busted his nut. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was all said in the, the wiretap conversation <laughs> with his sister. <laughs> So that's a fucking story. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, though, with with this. It's like Mm. I guess I'm trying to uh, to to sort of compare how this how this would be for like like someone like Lex Luthor. Mm -hmm. Like his goal in life is to destroy Superman. Yes. And when he finally builds Bane or whatever he does Mm. to finally destroy Superman, I mean that's a feat because Superman. I mean, that dude was like, you know, an alien being that was like, you know, invincible and could yeah. fly and fucking melt shit with his eyes. This is a 95-year-old man. It is. Bedridden. Yeah. With a crushed esophagus. Yeah. How hard would that be to kill? Why would it take you 25 years to stalk this guy? 
I mean, he sure shit didn't turn lead into gold. Yeah, you know? do that shit when he yeah. was like, I don't know, when the thing, yeah, but you could kill him easily when he was 80. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, he busted his nut. Busted when he his killed nut. the old lady. Uh-huh. <laughs> he killed the old man, busted his nut. Mm. Nice. Anyway, on that note, um, God, like, could you imagine having to be this guy's lawyer? I bet you he <laughs> represents himself. Oh, yeah, totally. He probably does. Anyway. People, uh, send your story to Sigurong Podcast at the gmail.com. We have some phone calls come up next to the Sigurong Hotline. Before we get to that, mm. here's a Valentine's Day message. You know, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Oh, yeah. You got you big know plans? What? That is one of the few things I really enjoy about being single is not having to do shit. I know. I ain't got to do shit. I'm trying to like, being that I've been in a relationship for a long time, yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, just ways I could just not do anything. Yeah. And well, normally what I used to try to do is is be like, you know, no man, nah, I'm not gonna do anything because like corporations, man, you know, the just establishment. like really lean into the bohemian thing and try to just you know go that way. Yeah, but you know what though? Even girls, as cool as they claim to be, Look, I know. they you all still like this shit. They, yeah. they, or at least yeah. something, you flowers some or bullshit. you know, yeah. like some chocolates or something. Yeah. So yeah, I gotta I gotta think of something. I you usually know, like just like I'll buy you a knife or something. But if you, you bought know? them a, a vibrator, yeah, or any kind of like uh, I that's mean, right. like, that's one thing. It's easy to do. You order yeah. from Adam and Eve. I'm not even trying to plug it. I'm just saying it's an easy thing to do. That's you correct. could order it, get a vibrator, and be like surprise, you know, and maybe like a I don't know, Reese's Pieces peanut butter cup or something. I don't know. You mm-hmm. bring those two things, chocolate and a vibrator. You're gonna get anal. I think that's how it works. Okay. That's how it works. Yeah. It's a recipe for anal sex. Um, but anyway. We're going to get the gaping guy calling, <laughs> all right? Don't. <laughs> Please. Here's a Valentine's Day message from Adam and Eve. Free stuff is the best, but free stuff that will ignite your Valentine's Day is even better. Check this out. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. That's amazing by itself. But here's where they load on the free stuff. When you enter my exclusive code at checkout, Diddle, not only do you get 50% off the one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, six free movies. Next, a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, free shipping. Now that's a lot of free Valentine's stuff. So head on over to adamandeve.com and be sure to use offer code DIDDLE. Again, that's D-I-D-D-L-E. DIDDLE, because without it, there will be no free Valentine's stuff. That's diddle at adamandeve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we have is, you know, I'm, I'm amazed. This guy took a courageous stand mm. against Donald Trump in the Senate. He mm. voted to, uh, I think, I forget, convict him on like abuse of power and here he is, Mitt Romney, calling sick and wrong right after this courageous stand. Okay. Yeah, it's quite, uh, it's quite meaningful. All right. Mitt Romney. Let's hear him. Hey there, you buttholes. Uh, buttholes. Ooh, Mitt. I've uh, been a listener 
fairly, you know, fairly recently, uh, for probably about the last year, but I've been going back through, you know, some of the last years of episodes. Um, anyways, the reason I'm calling, well, a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm a Mormon. Yeah. And, uh, after listening to several, several different episodes, you know, you guys mentioned, you mentioned Mormonism every once in a while, you know, it's, that bizarre religion, you know. So, anyways, to be fair, it's not really any more bizarre than any other religion. Well, at least they get cool underwear. Yeah, magic underwear. Yeah. I uh, I figured I could offer my services as a uh, as a Mormon correspondent. Um, answer any any random questions you may have about. I got a question. Are you wearing the magical underwear right That's now? A good question. I'd like to know yeah. right now when you're yeah. calling sick and wrong. Are you wearing the underwear? That's a good question. And and at any point, would you feel obligated to do the blood oath? What is it called? Uh, the blood... Uh, the blood ceremony. The blood uh, oath. Yeah, I think it's revenge. called the blood oath, is it? It's called blood oath dot 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 revenge exclamation point. Hmm. I think that's what it's called. My bizarre religion. Um, also, it seems like Harrison has a pretty extensive knowledge of... Uh, of the ins and outs of the religion, which is kind of impressive. It is, yeah. Um, it's bizarre. Anyway, second second thing I'll... I've been to the motherfucking pageant in Palmyra, New York. You have been to the Mormon yeah. pageant, That's yeah. Right. yeah. That is weird. You do know a lot about Mormon, mm. but you know a lot about a lot of just random yeah. topics. I wanted to talk about... Uh, if, if this were the 18th century, I'd probably have my own suite at a in a courtly palace. I could see you, know? you being a velveteen dandy. Yeah, that's dandy right. Pop about town. Mm. <laughs> I am a libertine, you know, so. Years ago, uh, my wife and I decided to uh, experiment with mushrooms, magic mushrooms. That's against the And uh, <laughs> Yeah, are you going to get kicked out yeah. for that? <laughs> so we were, you know, we each, we each decided to go all in. We bought a couple eighths of mushrooms. We each... Eight a full eight within about an hour. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mm. love how it's like, mm. let's experiment with this, you know, dear. Mm. And it's like, okay, how much should, should we eat? Well, you eat an eighth, and I'll eat an eighth mm. for the first time ever. Wow! You know, God, you would trip That's pretty hard. Crazy. I mean, when I did mushrooms yeah. frequently, and we used to do them like every weekend. Mm. We would eat about an eighth when we tripped, usually. And you, because you're used mm. to it. But the first time I did mushrooms, I think mm. I ate like a stem and maybe a cap mm. or two caps over the six hours. Yeah. I couldn't imagine just doing a full eighth the first time. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I mean, I, I do like a stem and a cap, you know, when I eat it. Because I can't. Well, I now can't, you microdose, I can't, though. Yeah. I, I can't even eat like a half an eighth because, I mean, you know what happened that oh, time yeah, yeah, yeah. When, the, when I tripled the strength. And it's just, I'm lost in nonsense that keeps changing. <laughs> and the only thing I come away with it is the fact that fucking uh, an alien was horrified by David Crosby's barbecue stain on his t-shirt. No, you were playing backgammon with the shadow people. Yeah. <laughs> like for days. Yeah. Yeah, no, that wasn't good. Yeah, you know what? I have a very vivid imagination, so this shit you know takes me to fucking bad things. It's not, not to good. mention a whole eighth. That would yeah. shit my magic yeah. underwear. My God. <laughs> Uh, messed around. Somehow we ended up naked. Uh, that is the... the <laughs> uh, although, if I had ate a fucking whole eighth of mushrooms, I don't think I could have sex. Like, I know when I when I did the thing times three, I, like, started to have sex. 
And then I was just like lost in like a weird vignette of like fucking wolf men in sweater vests. And then I don't even know what happened. Like I, I'm fu- in the middle of fucking and then I just go into like a fucking my own TV show in my mind. Of yeah, that's the thing. I can't, I can't yeah. say focused enough. But with microdosing, right. fucking on microdosing mushrooms, ooh, buddy. Well, then I it probably could. It could be like could. feeling yeah, the yeah. fucking face of God and coming in it. Well, it's it's gradual, like coming onto yeah. the face of God. Yeah. Tried the sex thing; it was a little weird, and uh, I, I left the room. I had we had kind of an old wooden floor, and so I was laying on the floor on my stomach, and the floor was, you know, moving back and forth and looked like snakes. <laughs> and so, in my mind, I felt like I had uh, become one with the snakes. I was uh, I was then a rattlesnake. After that, I went back into uh, our. I, I feel you. I feel you with that. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> bedroom where we had been hanging out before, and my my wife was naked. She's laying on the bed, you know, on her back. Her legs are spread wide open, and a hot stream of piss is <laughs> shooting out. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew Mitt was into this. Yeah. But, but hey, you know, at the same th- same time, I'm not that surprised. Next thing you know, I wake up in a in a couch. On a couch in a shed. Yeah. <laughs> Just all wet. Yeah. Mm. All over our bed. She's, uh, she's got her hands down there. She's pissing all over her hands, pissing all over the bed. Kind of splashing in it like, you know, like a little kid would. Splish, splash, I was taking the bath. <laughs> what would Joseph Smith think of this? <laughs> he'd probably go get his he, special he, glasses yeah, and he'd be, be like, all right. sweet. He'd be all right with <laughs> I'm it. i write this down on my gold plates. Well, um... Brigham Young, in addition to being a, a murderer, was also kind of a fecophiliac. He was a fecophiliac? He was obsessed with feces. I don't think I don't know if he was like into it sexually, but he was obsessed with it. Wait, how was he? He's obsessed always with like it? making. He likes. He loves to make like jokes, like scatological, scatological humor? humor, and yeah. Okay, but he wasn't like you know to the point being of like, like shit on it's my head. noted by people who write about the religion, like. This guy was always talking about shit, you know? Wow, maybe he was He would have called like, into the show. Maybe he know? was into like, a, what's that called? The glass plate? The glass or coffee no, table. glass coffee table. Yeah. Maybe he was into that. Yeah, glass ah. steagall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, you know, rather rather disgusted, but also interested at the same time. And uh, Cognitive dissonance. Uh, don't remember if, if I got some piss on me, but I remember getting getting kind of wet, maybe from the bathtub or something. And uh, yeah. Anyway, so that was our that was our first experience with shrooms. I mean, in in terms of uh, marketing, from a marketing perspective, Joseph Smith is uh, a genius on par with the insane clown posse and their dark <laughs> carnival dogma. So, hey, I yeah. mean, say you could say the same thing with yeah. Elrond because it's not a good book, you know. It's not that, a good book. That, but the thing, yeah, insane clown posse's dogma. I don't know if they have a book about that. I they probably they a, do. They don't have a Bible. I'm sure they, they must have. They something. probably do. Yeah. yeah, I think you actually. The you're, you're talking about the Book Bible. of Mormon. Yeah, it's not a good book. <laughs> it's a bad book. Wow, you know? I'll take your word for that yeah. because I it would be like be if my read. mom wrote a fantasy novel <laughs> or something, you know, and, and then people followed it for like 200 years. And uh, although you could say that about the Bible, I guess oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. deal. So. Not the last, to say the least. But, uh, yeah, anyways, so, love your show. Uh, 
plan on uh, plan on listening for quite some time. Haven't joined the Patreon yet. Plan on doing that as well. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys have a good one. And uh, if you want to ask me any weird questions about my, I think that's good off. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining the Patreon in the future. You the must LDS pay your cut tithes. the line. They're yeah. like, he's about to give up on secrets. It's like I know. Yeah. He's already sullied our faith. Yeah. Just cut it. You um, betrayed the blood oath. I want to know. Shout so we, out! Shout out to the LDS Church. I guess you know what? Why, why not? Eh, you know, I'm sure we have a lot of LDS yeah. fans out there. Um, so, Mitt, I want to know about mm. other mushroom events that you've had. Um, how come? So, all right. oh, because you think he's done it since? Well, he said, said he goes, that was the first time. Okay, okay. So, he's done yeah. it, so yeah. I want to hear about the other mushroom mm. events. I also want to find out if you took an eighth. Mm. Other thing I want to find out: Have you somehow like? brought in urine and urination mm. like piss play golden showers into the bedroom like is that like a normal thing now because i wonder if that's how a fetish starts like if you're never into it and then you have one event that was like you know you're like tripping on mushrooms mind expanding next thing you know you're covered in piss and you just love the experience i could see it happening but it might just be a special occasion thing. yeah yeah, yeah. like you know I never would have guessed I was into knife play until a woman pulled a knife on me. I so, remember I remember one year know. I had an ex-girlfriend who uh, it was like on my birthday. She was like, surprise. Mm. I actually ended up getting alcohol poisoning from it. But we ended up like, she got like two bottles of fucking mm. champagne and we went out drinking and then we went, she booked like a night at like a, it was like a spa mm. in uh, it was in Oakland, and you would you got like your own shower, your own little like hot tub and everything, and we ended up getting fucking wasted. Mm. I remember one time she said it was her fantasy to squat on top of a dude and just mm. piss all over his face. Okay, and we did it, and I was just kind of like, it was kind of hot, I guess, mm. but didn't really do it for me. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, she like pissed on my like, face and chest, and I was like, "All right." She was super into it, hmm. so turned on by it, the whole thing. Did did you have to like do a bunch of stuff, or were you? Did you like immediately go and wash your face, or like? What no, happened? we were in. I was in like the bathtub. Like, oh, we were in like okay. a hot tub kind of oh. thing. Yeah, so we were just <clears throat> well, in the fine. piss. <laughs> I mean, that's just like going to a public pool. Yeah. You know, you were doing it's fine. Uh, no, I, yeah. I wasn't like grossed yeah. out by like. Yeah. I was surprised, actually, because yeah. I'm kind of a germaphobe. I, w mm. I wasn't even grossed out by that. It's very sterile. It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, people yeah, people can survive on it in the wilderness. Um, but yeah. anyway, I want to know about that. I want to know about the magic underwear. Mm -hmm. what, do you have any more questions that you can think of? Top of your head? I don't think so. Oh, well. Mm. All right. Well, thank you there, Mitt Romney. And what a courageous stand you took against your, uh, your, your president. All right. Next call we have here is a guy mm. who loves... His flashlight. This hmm. guy loves his flashlight. All right. Do you still do you still have a flashlight? I do. Right? Wait, yeah. what happened to the one uh, the uh, the the special one that got you? Do you use that one yet? I haven't used it yet. What the fuck? The fucking what's it called? The cyber suck. I've had 2000? a lot going on. All right, I've had a lot going on here. <laughs> I forget what that was called. Like the the blowjob machine or something. <laughs> it's like the dick remover. Yeah. I think it's called. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yeah, I'll be honest. It scares me a little bit. <laughs> That's right. exactly what Wackerly said when I gave him that one. Mm. That one was like one that he was like a USB charger into your yeah. computer. Mm. And he was like, it frightened me and I never used it mm. and it broke. Mm. Whereas have you even took it, taken yours like out of the box? 
There's something about a disembodied mouth that disturbs me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, same with me. The, you know, I don't know. Vagina, it's like... But okay. the mouth, it yeah, the it, mouth is about a mouth. Yeah, have, So weird. have you taken it out of the box? It's like fucking a Twizzlers commercial or something. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Because you could re-gift it. <clears throat> I could. I don't know. I, I, I haven't decided. All right, well, let me mm. know because mm. we should re-gift that to Steel. He'll use it. Oh, that's true. I bet you Steel would use it. Yeah. And then we'll get an actual update about if it works That'll or take not. him down a, down a road, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next call we have here. This guy loves his flashlight. Here All he right. is. Hey, I'm trying to call in, I guess. I've been calling a couple of times. Pretty nerve-wracking trying to get it right. But uh, I've been back whenever y'all come to the EFC stereo races. And uh, that's something I just wanted to share, I guess. But the... Uh, which I was a coupon code diddle. I bought me a flashlight. And, uh, right, that's a little hard to understand. Yeah. A little boom hour. Something about the Lakers and then <laughs> and Kobe yeah. Bryant. Um, no, I think he was <clears throat> saying that he bought a flashlight off of Adam and Eve mm. because he was something. I couldn't really get that part. But what I did get, he went on Adam and Eve, used diddle, bought himself a flashlight. There you go. Uh, I don't know. I guess I needed it. Things weren't really going on too much since my wife was pregnant. So I decided to buy one and I just kept it in the garage and didn't use it for a minute. How many times do you think in the world somebody has gone into the garage during a blackout to, to get the to get the flashlight <laughs> and accidentally like grab the flashlight? Because it doesn't really... It's hard to. I feel like it's hard to confuse it with an well, actual flashlight in the dark. Yeah, you aren't they kind of cylindrical shaped? It's the same shape, but it's yeah. big. You know how big's a flashlight? Like that big? Like yeah, it's bigger than a normal. Yeah, but what about flashlight. those camping? Uh, you know those camping flashlights, flashlights that you wind up? Oh, yes. I guess it could be like mm. that. So what's kind of funny about here? So this guy's <laughs> wife is pregnant. I've got and a Victrola <laughs> crank on my flashlight. <laughs> when uh. When you so I, I don't know much about this because I've never mm. been with a pregnant woman. Thank yeah. God, I'm gonna knock on wood. Mm. Um, when they're pregnant, are mm. they just like is sex just not gonna happen? I think it varies. Oh, some girls get horny. Yeah. Oh, okay. And also, there's that weird thing that like apparently it's healthy or something to have you know? sex with a yeah. Like, See, it, me- like it gives like it gives like every time. <laughs> Every time, (laughs) every time you have sex with a woman who's pregnant, it increases the baby's IQ by one point. What? Where have you heard this? I I just made that up. But I've heard it like somehow like nourishes the fetus. What that? What like if you blow your load in there? Yeah, because the sperm, the extra like cum or something. Yeah, I think I saw this on like an episode of um, uh, Nip Tuck. So, I heard you can get a know. tiny finger in your dick hole and it hurts. That's like the birth of man. <laughs> <laughs> Two baby arms fucking <laughs> touching baby each other. It's like combined. It's like, it's like a fucking <laughs> a space odyssey. Like yeah, dun, yeah. Dun. <laughs> Anyway, this guy yeah. wasn't getting okay. much action. Wife mm, pregnant. Decides right. to get a fleshlight. Mm. And I was like, man, let me get after it. 
So I decided to use it one night, and then, I don't know, I guess I kept it a secret because I didn't know how, how she would react over that. So I decided to tell her, and she was, I don't know, she kind of just said yes, but I knew she was lying. She ended up saying that she wanted me to throw it away, but I kept it longer. She thought having a fucking flashlight was like cheating on her. Wow. So this yeah. is the type of woman who is jealous of porn. Have you yeah. ever been with one of those? Have you ever been with a girl that was jealous of porn? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's been a long but time. But it was like young. You know, it's like when you're yeah, really young, you're young. And people don't know anything. But yeah, that's weird though. Mm. With a, like with a flashlight, with something like that, I would probably sit down and talk to her and be like, yeah. You know, you haven't been that. Uh, if you feel sex. threatened by a, like a forty-nine dollar piece of plastic <laughs> and latex, then you should just not be around. Honestly, I mean, unless, unless it has a fake mouth, right? It has a fake mouth, unless it's attached to like it's almost a person. The fake torso of Bonnie <laughs> Rotten. You ever see that? I saw no, that, it, and the, it's like they have like they're like, look, if you don't have a lot of money. And you want something a little more than a flashlight. It's just a torso. It's just a torso. It's God. got the tattoos and stuff. That it's fucking me, the most dis- yeah. one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Well, that's it's like a disembodied like thing that you're fucking. Yeah, I couldn't good. do that. Yeah. So I kept it longer. You know, I was like, man, I fucking bought this thing. Yeah, Let come me on, lady. Yeah. Jesus. So uh, I fucking used hmm. it for a while, maybe like a couple months or so. And then she she kind of figured out what was going on. <laughs> it is kind of funny. Yeah. And uh, uh, she was all like, I need you to throw it away. And I'm like, where are you keeping it? She wanted to know where it was at. Fuck, I have it in the garage, like in the high cabinet. That's hilarious. Do you think Here it's it like... Here it is, honey. This is a flashlight! <laughs> Do you think it's one of those things where he has like a secret hiding place? Mm. Like with like a fucking, you got to have a, a, you know, a special knock to yeah. open the door to find it. <laughs> Because she's probably searched, like scoured the garage yeah. looking for the flashlight. Yeah. I'm just wow. working on my tool bench, and then he, like, she leaves and she hits a button like a fucking speakeasy, and it flips around. <laughs> you should have yeah. told her that you'd named it. Hmm. That would have pissed her off. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it was kind of weird keeping it in there, but fuck my shit. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up throwing it away. Throw it away. Come on. I hope you cleaned it out because that's how homunculi get born. Yeah, exactly. You got to be careful. One more time. Threw it away in the fucking trash and forgot about it. Six months uh, later, homunculus shows up. Homunculus shows up at your front door. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Fucking Christmas rolls around. And uh, we're over at uh, my in-law's. And all of us are unwrapping presents, and my fucking brother-in-law buys me a fucking beer bottle flashlight. <laughs> How is that appropriate at a fucking Christmas? When you're, when you're working beer bottle flashlight sits on top of your non-working <laughs> beer bottle flashlight, you might be a redneck. <laughs> what did your what did like your fucking like father-in-law say hmm. like what did his parents say when you unwrap the flashlight? where they're just like what is that <laughs> that God. would have been great to see mm. his wife's face mm. though because now she has new competition okay somebody called lily k in our chat says that sex can trigger labor 
because a compound in semen that's similar to chemicals released during labor. Wait, so sex can trigger labor? What if it's like four months in? Can you have probably like a... no, it probably doesn't at that point. That's how a homunculus is born. That is, how, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so the, your brother-in-law—that's a mm. weird gift from your brother-in-law. It's pretty weird. It's weird to yeah, be yeah. like, here's a masturbation apparatus mm. for you. You meet my weird people, you know. Sometimes you meet like brothers and sisters who give each other fucking shit, you know. It happens. I've thing. never bought my brother. I guess I bought him a Batman yeah, butt did. plug. I did you, buy him a Batman yeah. butt plug. All so, right, we talking about corrected. It. Right. And I opened it in front of everybody, and they're like, "What is that?" <laughs> and I fucking didn't even. Want- but it's kind of weird because like, I know you ain't gonna be fucking my sister. <laughs> so here's this fucking <laughs> a know. beer bottle flashlight. Yeah, yeah. What kind of beer was it? Like a fucking high life? What was it? Probably, yeah. Want to show anybody it? So now I got a fucking another flashlight calling my name and my wife hid it somewhere i'm just trying to find it wait so the wife hid it Mm -hmm. in the garage now it's cursed it's like you throw it out and it comes back like she rows out into the middle of the ocean and like sinks it to the bottom of the sea and the next day it's back (laughs) it's like the monkey's paw yeah so Uh, i'll let y'all know how that goes see if i find me find out where she hid it or what she did with it exactly the legend of Curly's flashlight. <laughs> I, got, I got a bunch of other stories too. Fucking the wad, man, I relate. My dad is Palestinian and it's fucking crazy with hair. But uh, I'll talk to y'all later. You can take the rock. Yeah, I want to hear about the war of the flashlights. It yeah. kind of reminds me of what was that movie with. Uh, with Kathleen Turner, the Michael War of the Roses. <laughs> it's just like yeah. War of the Flashlights. Yeah. 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 I don't know what happens to that. Mm. What was the outcome? Mm. Man. God, and at this point, I'd be like, I'm going to fuck the shit out of that beer bottle flashlight just to spite my wife. Yeah. You know? What was the actual War of the Roses? It was the House of Plantagenet. Yeah, and the, the Italian... The... I don't know. The Tudors. Manicotti. Yeah, the Manicotti. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know what you're talking right. about. But wait, yeah. the War of the Roses with Michael Douglas, Kathleen yes. Turner. Hmm. That was a movie from like the late 80s, right? Yeah, it was from the late 80s. Because yeah. I remember I was a huge fan of Romancing the Stone. Oh, Romancing the Stone I was thought great. it was great. And then my parents... And Jewel of the Nile, were they, rela- were they sequels to, of each other? Yeah. Jewel of the Nile? That was a okay. sequel and Danny yeah. DeVito was in that one. Right, yeah. And I remember I was a huge fan mm. of that. And The War of the Roses came out. Mm. And my parents like took us all to see that. Mm. And I was a young kid. Mm. And I remember just being really bored. Yeah. not understanding it, just not getting it. Right. Whereas I was, and I was let down because mm. I'm like, God, this is not nearly as cool as Romancing the Stone. Yeah. But anyway, mm. War of the Flashlights, on the other hand, I'd like to find out what happens with that. Yes. All right, this uh, last call we have here is uh, from a guy who took particular umbrage to a female caller, a recent call. Uh-oh. This guy was really upset. This is an English, this is like the epitome of English rage. Well, you named this unacceptable i didn't Does, name it that's his oh wow that's okay. uh, he sent he emailed me oh. this uh mp3 oh my okay yeah yeah just you can always do that if you can't call for whatever uh, yeah if you can't if you yeah. don't want to call the signal hotline because it's in the, in the states just email us an mp3 i'm trying to get the the our we have a apparently we have a contingent of aboriginal listeners in australia aboriginal mm-hmm. really yeah wow that's great i yeah. had no idea yeah it was like this one guy it's like his brothers and his brother turned him on to it. I think his brother's in jail now. I forget his name, but shout out to him. Uh, and he's like, yeah, all our 
you know, Aboriginal friends fucking. God, that's awesome. So, always been a fan of the Aboriginals. Yeah. So they should call in because I want to. I would love to. I would love to hear that. Like the dream time or what? The giant turtle of tomorrow or something. I don't even know what that is, okay. but I would like to hear it. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about like killing yeah. a koala with a boomerang. Yeah. They can do that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was, they were, you remember they featured heavily in Crocodile Dundee too. They, they did, yeah. yeah. They so, were his friends. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm driving, right? And I'm listening to Sick and Wrong. I listen to this always when I'm in the car. So if the audio quality's a bit shit, I apologize about that. This dumb fucking bitch is an accountant who just rang you. Can't even fucking vocalize her own words coming out of a fucking arsehole of a mouth. <laughs> this fucking... Oh, my God. <laughs> I told you this guy is outraged. Whoa. He's really... He's like, this is an outrage. Yeah. He was really upset. This, Yeah, this is this... Wow. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> right, this bloke, you were nice to him. More nicer than what most people are to him all day long at the fucking cash register. Right, he's a bit geeky, he's tech-savvy, he works... Do you remember this call? Oh, this is the guy at, like, Best Buy Best or some Buy, shit? who, like, hmm. she, I guess they flirted a bit, yeah. she was nice to him, she, she laughed at one of his stupid jokes, and then he found her on Instagram and hmm. DM'd her, or, like, liked a couple of her pictures, and she flipped out, because she was just like, this fucking stalker, this hmm. is some creepy shit. Yeah. You know, and so this guy's upset about that. I mean, all right. It's a fucking Best Buy. What the fuck do you expect? (laughs) 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 Uh, All right. I mean, there is a slight point to be made there in the fact that that crazy guy who, like, killed that American Idol star... Oh, yeah. ...worked yeah, at Best yeah. Buy. He Remember worked that? at Best Buy, that yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. The guy that, like, she was doing a book signing and he, like, or a signing and he showed up and just G- shot her. Grimy Kim or whatever yeah, her name was. Like I don't know, something. Yeah. Probably on Tinder, not getting any matches. That's fucking life. So what he does is he actually just goes on, finds you on social media, and adds you. If he sent you a message, did he send you a message? You don't fucking clarify that. But regardless of that, you just go out, take a screenshot of his fucking message, or fucking adding you, or whatever the fuck it is, and you just blast- Watch out, Roadworks reported on the road ahead. (laughs) (laughs) He's so angry, he's about to like drive off a fucking Thelma and Louise cliff. He doesn't even, he's like listening to Waze, like he's got Waze on the background. He is so irate, this guy. Oh my God. Um, that To be fair, that is that is true. He, uh, I don't know if she did clarify whether it was whether she, he, he just added her. Or just added her, Because yeah. I had a lot of random fucking people on Facebook. I've done that. I can see if it was a creepy yeah. DM, but to be honest, yeah. it's like, you know what? Yeah. They had an exchange. Mm. It's rare to have an exchange mm. like that in public. I think it might be a little weird that the guy found her online. Mm. I don't know how you do that because I've never done mm. that. But if he like messaged her something creepy, I could see why that would mm. be. She'd be put up by that. But if you just added her, who gives a shit? Yeah, because I do that a lot. Because I'll be like, oh, you know how it recommend it recommends you, motherfuckers, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Based like on you like because yeah, yeah. you have a lot of friends, and it's like. Oh, here's some that you know, you know crazy chick in LA who's got yeah. like half of her hair is black and half of her hair is white and her face is made up to look like a monster doll and she's hot. 
So I'll be like, add. So why, yeah, why not? But I ain't going to add her and message her. I know? Nev- yeah, I, wouldn't, I couldn't imagine Back in the day, that. you could do that. You could get yeah, away like with that MySpace, shit. MySpace, like you could do 2009, that. 2009, 2010, you could do that. You know, because again, I like I've now said, it's called cyber stalking. I had the talent to 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 do that to find. You mentioned that, but yeah. when this was if you let her go thought. now, that would be the end of it. But if you don't, <laughs> I'll hunt you down. I'll find you. I do this for a living. You're fucking asshole! Like that's ridiculous. This guy went out of his way, found you, sent you a message, or whatever he fucking did. He's gonna crash into a canal <laughs> and wake up in so a shed right now. Yeah. Oh my god. Kill an old hmm. man. I think maybe something like this happened to him. Actually, I think yeah. that's why he's triggered because he must have been. Yeah, something hmm. similar happened. I mean, I don't know. Like, if it's like. He got the name from the credit card. That's kind of whack. That's a little and creepy, yeah. But I mean, is it worth putting somebody on blast for? Probably not. Well, the thing is, too, it's If like, he sent her a message that's weird, meh, you know. It's still weird, though, that he found her. Yeah. But I mean, what's weird, the question is, is it blast-worthy? Is it worthy putting them on blast in some kind of group? Yeah, I mean, I guess, to, yeah, that's why I, I have to see uh, the individual. We'd I would have, have, have to find wrong out court what happened. Yeah, we'd have to have this. sick da, and wrong da, da, <laughs> kangaroo court for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to see if he can get hold of you, right? He's made the fucking effort. At least you can do is just lay him down nicely and be like, look, I'm not looking for anybody right now. I'm a fucking lesbian or whatever the fuck you are if you're a fucking you. Wow. <laughs> this has happened yeah. to this guy so many times. You know, one time when I was in high school, um, I, was, I was very attracted to this girl who um, was a, a, apparently a lesbian. I, I, wasn't, I didn't know. Um, I mean, she always wore like a Napoleon peacoat like year round. So I guess that's kind of masculine, I suppose. But she was, you know, I mean, she was, you know, she was kind of in the androgyny zone but like very very i don't know something about her she she kind of had like a a very kind of sardonic kind of quality that i was like like a really, jean garofalo kind yeah of exactly mm-hmm. and um that's hot, it's kind uh, of hot. yeah so <laughs> i uh i don't know i went up to her and i was like i think i did it badly i don't know how i did it but i was like i asked her if she wanted to like hang out or something and granted <laughs> we were at an alternative high school for like fucking you know, drug addicts and retards, you know? So it's not like we were in, like, Mean Girls. Yeah, city, yeah. I mean, but who cares if you're mm. just like, hey, you want to hang out sometime? But she got, I mean, I think, I, I don't know, I must have triggered some weird shit because she got so, like, upset. But she was, like, freaked out about she it? She wasn't freaked out. She was, like, mad at me <laughs> oh, wow. for doing it. Man. And uh, I don't actually know if she was a lesbian. Somebody, somebody was like, yeah, of course she's a lesbian, dude. What are you? What are you stupid? Oh, and I'm Jeanine like, Graff of humor. I don't know. I was like, I don't know. And uh, but she actually there was something where it was like it was I don't know if it was a secret Santa, but it was a thing where you get somebody and you're supposed to get them a gift. And she got me like normally you're supposed to get somebody make something interesting yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. She got me. She gave me, um, you know, those cheese crackers with peanut butter in between. <laughs> 
They have those at my work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like snacks for my work. Those like yeah. orange crackers. Yes. The, with the, the, the peanut, peanut butter. butter. <laughs> and she had also crushed it. <laughs> Did you find her and then just look at her and just open that thing up and just be like, <laughs> I don't know what I did. chew it while staring at her the entire time. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I think I was kind of horrified. Wait, was. Because I really kind of put myself out there <laughs> to do it. Because I really couldn't it's like approach women. I don't know how I did it, and uh, so yeah, it didn't go well. Wait, you know, was was she your secret Santa? Like you had to get her a gift? No, I don't know who. It, I don't remember how oh, okay, it worked exactly. Right, a different one. I remember the logistics of it. Because okay. at that point, I would yeah. have been like, well, I guess if I had mm. her, I probably would have gotten a gift that was cool to try to impress her. And then she gave me the cheese crackers. Mm. Ooh, God, that's harsh. I mean. Message received. <laughs> I didn't think it was overkill. But, you know. Did you eat the crackers? I don't think I did. Oh, you didn't. Actually, you know what? I think I threw them in the garbage. Ooh. Yeah, yeah that's hard. That's, that's but I, I've never, to be fair, I don't, Insulted. you can't mix cheese and peanut butter. It's disgusting. Yeah, I think those are gross. Yeah. They, there's, so, gross. there's a bunch of different kind of crackers like that. that. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> so let's see what else he's got to say. Unicorn, go be a fucking unicorn. Just don't fucking try and out people and try and get yourself some Instagram followers by fucking being a little arsehole like that. That is unfucking acceptable. <laughs> Wow. Whoa, unacceptable. Unacceptable. That is harsh. All yeah. right. Well, the lesson learned there. Right. Yeah. That was scathing. Yeah. That was harsh. Yeah, we, we right. need more information before we can make a judgment on this. Yeah, no, I don't think mm. Sick and Wrong Court can really judge either before way. Before D. Solomon can yeah. uh, make his wise judgment on this. <laughs> I don't think we can pass any kind of verdict either way no. now. We need a little more information, yeah. but... God, that is that is harsh mm. on both sides. Yeah, you know, the, this girl excoriates a guy for showing mm. a little bit of interest in her, and then uh, this guy excoriates the girl for. Uh, I mean, you could excuse uh, the, you know, her name was Heather, because was Heather? I'm not sure because she was I don't know fucking sixteen or seventeen or something. You know, these people sound oh, like your girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. These three people, including Mr. Unacceptable, yeah, which probably is, in their by 30s. the way, his name. When yeah. you, if you ever call back, you're Mr. Unacceptable. And it's a Mr. Great name. Unacceptable is probably yeah. in his 30s. It sounds like a you like know. a unappreciated Alice Cooper song, <laughs> Mr. Unacceptable. Mr. Una but, um, unacceptable. Uh, but um, if you're all in your 20s, well, then you should be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is some high school shit, guys. That is some high school mm. shit. My yeah. God. God. Anyway. Mm. How long afterwards did you eventually ask a woman out? Or were you just like done for like 10 years? I've mostly let women come to me ever since. Wow, ever since that is. I mean, I, no, I've gone up to it's happened, but I rarely ever do it. Because I'm impressed that you mm. summon up the nerve to actually be like, hey, you want to hang out sometime? Because mm. yeah. that, I mean, at that age, yeah. it was rare for me to do that. Yeah, it took me like, you know, yeah. like, I don't six think, months or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's, she's harsh. Yeah. I wonder whatever happened. I mean, I still woman. kind of uh, am like, you know, I, I'll mm. go, I can go up to a woman at like a party. 
at a bar, I won't do it. Because I'm like, who am I? I don't know what the situation is. Unless it's completely organic. Yeah. Like yeah. something happens, like mm. someone's having a seizure and I'm standing right next right. to the person like, should we do something? Yeah. Like yeah, something like that, I would do it, but yeah. I'd, I rarely ever and do And I'm that pretty either. daft too, so sometimes it's like, you basically just got to fucking grab my dick. You know, like, <laughs> or else I'm going to assume you're not interested. It's the only signal yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, People call us again on hotline 323-522-4032. Got a couple email. Oh, I got one email, one announcement. Mm. First email came from Gus in uh, Los Feliz. Gus. Gus says, heard you mention the Marvin Law on the podcast about Elliot Smith. It was named after the first ever palimony suit, which was brought against actor Lee Marvin in 1997, or 1977 mm. by his ex-girlfriend, Michelle Triolo Marvin. Uh, this came from his attorney, Marvin Mitchelson. That's a lot of Marvins. That's you a lot Lee of Marvins. Marvins. You got his ex-girlfriend, Michelle Triola Marvin, and the attorney, Marvin Mitchelson. What the fuck is palimony? Uh, palimony is when the, uh, isn't it when the man has to pay the woman? That's alimony. Or maybe, maybe it's the other way around. I forget. Oh, I thought it's like when you're like <laughs> pals with somebody and you, <laughs> and you and break you up and it's like, he was your best friend. You have to pay him. I, right. Yeah, I think it's, mm. it, it's along the same lines. The suit was unsuccessful, mm. but led to uh, men getting prenuptial mm. agreements for both marriages and long-term cohabitations. Mm. So that's the, uh, the Marvin Law. Thank you, Gus, for pointing that out. Um, announce me real quick. A buddy of mine, John, who's a really good uh, uh, illustrator, he actually said he's going to do some sick and wrong art for us if I give him this plug. The only reason I went out to uh, Japan is because my buddy John was out there doing a comic. And he was working on this comic with a guy named Sean, Sean Ellis, who's a writer. And uh, they're both out there. Sean actually is an expatriate. He's been living there for a long time. But John had been several times. So he's like, oh, why don't you come out? And I've been friends with John for years. So I was like, all right, I'll come check it out. And he just wrote a comic uh, called Dose. Mm -hmm. D-O-S-E, exclamation point, Dose comic. And uh, it just came out. It, uh, they signed a contract with uh, Drew Ford's It's Alive to become the print publisher of Dose. And it's a web-based comic about a, a sci-fi superhero meta-drug kaiju sex ultraviolence. A unique reinterpretation of the superhero genre, which explores what would happen to a society if technology and the superhero population introduced in the Silver Age of comics grew exponentially through today. Superpowers are mundane, kaijus walk the streets, and there's cybernetic enhancement surgery just a phone call away. Sounds kind of interesting. Um, think of Dose as superheroes by the way of Heavy Metal Magazine. So you can just go to dose, D-O-S-E, comic.com. You can get the issue number one, and there's a whole crowdfunding site going on as well, like an Indiegogo, and there's a link to it there. But Dose Comic, um, check it out. Sounds kind of cool. Best way to support shows by becoming a sick and wrong patron. Let's go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Harrison and I usually do one extra news story. I forget, I even forgot about the news story. Oh, the news story this week, not even funny at all. That was terrible. That guy that, that beat his girlfriend yeah, to death was, and then put rough. her in an Uber, it was a rough one. Yeah. But anyway, that's the type but of stories. But we could get into some Uber politics. There's a lot of Uber politics yeah. going on there. That, but that's the type of stories you find on the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, page, just go to Patreon, get an extra story, get three Way extra phone it. calls, um, and some outtakes. We had some outtakes talking about the Oscars, talking about uh, 
I forget what else we were talking. We were talking about lots of shit. He's we're kidding. About- the new story is about fucking a kaiju on drugs. Yeah, with right? the flashlight. Yeah. Um, we also were talking about. Uh, I saw Birds of Prey last night, mm. so uh, we were getting into that too. So anyway, mm. go to Patreon.com/slash/SickAndWrong. We've had a shitload of people sign up recently, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just put an order for some T-shirts. So people that are at the uh, ten twenty dollar level, you're going to be getting T-shirts very soon. Um, but uh, I'd like to thank everybody for donating the show. Um, it's actually helped the show a lot. We're recording right now on a new uh, Focusrite interface. Oh, yeah. I bought with Patreon money. So this is pretty awesome. And I got to upgrade, uh, what is that, my headphone hub? Hub, yeah. Yeah, Harrison hates that Once you get that, that going, I w- I'll bust a nut right Yeah, in he's going to bust a nut. So anyway, yeah. your Patreon dollars are helping the show. So yeah. patreon.com slash stick and wrong, we appreciate it. Also... I don't know, uh, I just this week, I know I'm a latecomer, but I just signed up for Discord. Yeah. And I, I went on that. there, yep. and I posted a few things. I'm bad at that shit. I'm mm. trying to get better. Harrison's on there a lot more than me. Yeah. Um, but it's a great way to interact with uh, just everybody. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. There's a bunch of people on there. There's yeah, like yeah. 80 people on there. Yeah. Just sharing stuff. I actually like it a lot better than the old Sick and Wrong forum. Mm. Because it's just one thing. Yeah, it's, it's not like chat. multiple pages. It's yeah. just direct chat. And there's so, also, I don't think we figured out how to use it yet, but there's also a voice channel that theoretically people could use if they wanted to like play Overwatch or fucking Call of Duty. And you can on play B- it Yeah, and talk you're... to each other in the same team or whatever the fuck. Wow. Yeah, I guess I don't even know about so, that. Sick and wrong fucking League of Legends. League of sick Legends. Sick and wrong Fortnite and League. Right? <laughs> Something. Um, I'm going to put a link to the Discord mm. on the website so everyone can see it. But uh, where else can you find that? Is it on Facebook? Have we posted it I Facebook? posted it on Facebook. I, I believe I pinned it. No. I pinned it on Patreon. Um, I got to make it so that you... Yeah. All right. I'll Once you get an account Facebook. on Patreon, yeah. you don't even have to pay. You just be a guy. Oh, you can just sign up, and then yeah, you get a link believe, to it. I'm pretty sure that it's how it will work. All right, there you go. Yeah. That's that's what happened. So, um, finally, here's second wrong song of the week. Mm. I saw Mr. Bungle um, this past uh, this past Wednesday. Do you mm. ever were you ever into them? Do you ever get into them? Um, I didn't get into them until later, but uh, I like them. It was a yeah. Mike Mike Patton side project, yeah. Mike Patton, Faith yep. and War, and they did uh they did a lot mm. of different that's the weird thing about Bungle. They mm. did like a ska record, like that clown ska record. Then mm. they did California, which is sort of a mm. weird electronica. I don't even yeah. know how to describe it. They're, their music I forget is which one my ex girlfriend just had the tapes stuck in her car uh tape player. I mean so California over and over again. I just hear that. Yeah. yeah. California's the most popular one. But yeah. anyway, they reu- they uh, reunited this past week mm. and uh, did a bunch of shows. First time they played together in like twenty years. Mm. Like I, I saw them when I first moved to San Francisco in nineteen ninety nine, mm. and they were playing as part of the Snowcore tour with like Syndrome of a Down and mm. Incubus, and everybody hated Bungle. People were like, "Fuck you!" Mm. And then Mike Patton kept like joking, like, "Oh, are you waiting for Syndrome of a Down? Is mm. that what you're waiting for?" But anyway, uh, they played uh, the. EP that they never released called Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. The entire mm. demo they played this. And they played has, a, has a long history of opening up for bands whose audiences don't appreciate him. That does. Remember that when they opened lot, from yeah. Metallica and Guns N' Roses? <laughs> yeah. I actually saw that show. Did That's you how really? old I am. Oh, wow. That was at Pine Knob in Michigan. Yeah. 1992? Mm. Yeah. 93? 
I was like in high school. I remember seeing that show. Everyone so many hated riots Faith from that tour. Oh, everyone hated Faith and More. Yeah. Oh, there are riots in that tour yeah, in yeah. Uh, Seattle because he Axel just was Rose like two it. hours late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that, but that show when I mm. saw him, he mm. was like an hour and a half late. Mm. <laughs> like we were just sitting there, like after Metallica yeah. was done, hour yeah. and a half till mm. they finally came out. <laughs> but yeah, like Mike, <clears throat> for some reason, mm. Faith and More opens up. Mm. Or Mike Patton's bands mm. open up for a lot of bands that, that the uh, the uh, mm. demographic does not appreciate them. It was like the time I saw Rasputina open up for Mindless Self Indulgence. It didn't mesh. That's also kind of weird. It was very yeah, weird. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. But this show, this show was great, man. And they're mm. playing a bunch of different. I know they're playing San Francisco next week with like Neil Hamburger and the Melvins and Possessed. Um, but it was awesome. So uh, this song is called Anarchy Up Your Anus. It's played by uh, Mr. Bungle, and uh, it's from their uh, their EP, Raging Wrath, the Easter Bunny. One more thing at this show, Dave Lombardo was on drums, and uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax was on guitar. Mm. It was a fucking epic show that the Fonda was great. Anyway, this song is, it's kind of crazy. It's all over the place. It's like death metal to like fucking rap rock. I don't even know how you describe it. But we're going to end mm. the show here with Anarchy Up Your Anus. Uh, from Mr. Bungle's uh, Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. People will be back next week with episode 726. Till then, take a seat. Guys, number two here from the UK, getting you to listen to the Sick and Wrong podcast. You stay safe now, guys. Be seeing you.